It is Free Talk Live. We're here in Acapulco for day number three of what is uh, going to basically be a, almost a week of live broadcasts from not quite a rooftop, I mean, but it, it seems like we're on a rooftop. It feels rooftopy. Yeah. Uh, we're at a, a very, very beautiful location in a very nice place. Mark, you were just checking the weather in Acapulco. We learned last night that there really isn't that much rainfall here. Despite it being a, a coastal city. About 53 inches per year. Um, and then you were just looking to see if it changes much from the wintertime to the summertime. And when, what did you learn? Right. I mean, you know, coming from New Hampshire where... There's drastic change. Right. I don't, have, I don't have it pulled up here in front of me. But the difference between the mean uh, high in February and the mean high in July, it's a big difference. Yep. Here in... Uh, Acapulco, it's not even five degrees Fahrenheit. Wow. That's amazing. It just doesn't make a di- You know, it's, it's always <laughs> so this year way. round. It's like this, yeah. is what you're saying. Maybe a little hotter during the summer, but not that much. Right. And, you know, Acapulco isn't the, the resort town it was a few decades ago, but there's still a lot about it to like. Well, I mean, there's certainly plenty of resorts here still. So, I mean, I don't know if, how many of them have gone out of business, but it seems to be a bustling It seems to be where city. the people from the Mexicans, so Mexican city and uh, Mexico City and that sort of thing, they, 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 they come, come to, to, to vacation. Yeah, to vacation. Makes sense. Uh, so we're here. We will take your calls and thoughts about whatever you want. And, of course, we're gearing up for the upcoming Anarchapulco event that is going to be happening in just under a week's time. It kicks off on Thursday. We'll be going out there uh, to get things set up next week uh, but we're going to continue doing live shows right up until the just beginning uh, just before anarchapulco kicks off because we can and uh, we get the equipment to do so i'm putting together a little update for our email list which you can go and sign up for over at freetalklive.com which will give you a kind of a picture of what our remote studio looks like here and the uh, the incredible view that you can get in acapulco for approximately 1100 bucks plus the power bill that's right. Is, is basically what what you got here. You got right. uh, six got a, bedrooms. We got six bedrooms, five baths in a right. what what appears to be a very new or at least renovated structure. Um, yeah, it's in 11, good shape. Eleven hundred bucks for the month of February. That's right. four four weeks. Um, and well, it's been very very nice. It has. So uh, toll-free number tonight is 855-450-FREE. Also, we have the Discord on-air call-in line rooms, which you can join by going to discord.lrn.fm. Just jump on into one of those, and we will get you on the air here with us. Uh, Mark, you wanted to talk about there's some kind of a green deal, some kind of... uh, thing that's being pitched in dc yeah I, i've new, heard about it but i don't know i really don't know any details the green new deal and uh, you well, know the first new deal was a pretty raw deal so i imagine this one isn't going to be uh, much better right um that you know these 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 things that are put out are often uh, terrible stuff but this uh this green new deal is you know put out by uh, to some extent the um ocasio cortez the alexandria ocasio cortez is the anti-trump uh, okay gal, you know the the opposite of trump the socialist lady yeah and and a number of Democratic Party presidential hopefuls, including Cory Booker, Kamala Harris, uh, Elizabeth Warren, or Kristen Gillibrand, uh, Jillian Castro, uh, Beto O'Rourke. I don't Rourke. know who most of these yeah. people well, are. Well, I mean, so I know some of these names. Yeah. And you're going to know about them because some of them are running for president. Yeah, yeah. That's where I've heard some of the names, but I just don't know anything else about them. I know who the AOC chick is. Well, let's go through their cute. proposal. She's ugly ideas, though. Right. Ugly ideas. <laughs> Deadly ideas. Yeah. Elizabeth Warren. Um, you, got, you got that name? Corey yeah, Booker. Yeah, wasn't she like one of the Democratic people uh, at the top 
top dogs. I read a headline. She threw her hat. Wasn't in she the Massachusetts? Rain. Isn't she That's Massachusetts? Right. Okay, nothing good comes from there. No. Speaking as somebody who's just over the border. Right. (laughs) Uh, So, okay. So this is a bunch of presidential contenders teaming up to propose, what do they call it, a Green New Deal? Yep. And I've got here from thefederalist.com a list of, well, some of the crazier parts of the the Green New Deal. Let's hear it. So the timeline is 10 years, and here are some of the goals. Meaning they have to implement... These things within the hope, ten years. The hope okay. is to if this passes, and it, it may won't, not. and they know that that's it's a proposal. Um, proposals don't start with passing, but ban affordable energy. The Green New Deal calls for the el- elimination of all fossil fuel energy production, mm-hmm. the lifeblood of the American industry and life, which includes not only all oil, but also natural gas, one of the cheapest sources of American energy, and one of the reasons the United States has been able to lead the world in carbon emission reduction. Yeah, that's also, not going to happen. They didn't mention in the Federalist Papers, it's really the, the, the Federalist.com, <laughs> that it's really important that they're also banning nuclear power. Look, wow. if you want green energy and you want to ban nuclear power— you don't understand energy. Well, apparently you don't want uh, people to actually travel at all because, I mean, yeah, there's some battery-operated cars. In fact, you've got one of them. Uh, you've got one of those battery hybrid charger things. Yeah, hybrid. Things. Uh, hybrid char- yeah. Uh, but, but it's got, like, plug-in, too. So I guess that's different than your typical hybrid, right? So right. it's electric slash... Well, actually, the new hybrids um, pretty much are plug-in. Too. All of them? Yeah. Okay. I mean, why not put a bigger battery and then be able to charge the battery at night? Yeah. Uh, cheaply. So, so you've got one of these things. You voluntarily decided to do mm-hmm. it because you didn't uh, want to support the... Uh, the oil industry, it was a choice that you made as a consumer. Right. They're saying they want to force that same decision down everybody's throat, no matter how poor they are, because, you know, you might have been able to, as a relatively successful man in his late 40s, you might have been able to afford one of these fancy new hybrids. I got the car well in my, like, like in my early 40s. I think we've had the car, I think I got the car in my late 30s. Sure, but the average person isn't going to go out and buy a brand new car. Um, Maybe they do. No, it was, we spent too much, but that was back when uh, the Prius plug-in technology was new. Right. But I will say this. These things still aren't cheap. I mean, my my point here is. My point here is if you are, uh, you know, 25 years old and you got an old beater that you're driving around, you know, some, uh, you know, some oldie from the 1990s, a Toyota Camry or something like that. And, you know, that's about all you can afford. All of a sudden, these politicians come in. They're like, well, now you got five years and you got to upgrade. You got to get yourself uh, one of these plug in dealies. And switch completely over to that system, even though you may not be able to afford it. How many people are going to be completely unable to drive from point A to point B? They basically did this with the cash for clunkers deal, too. Um, They essentially made it so that... You know, poor people can't afford cheap cars by you know, giving out subsidies to get rid of uh, you know the, the the lowest end cars. You never find that thousand dollar car that runs anymore. Could you really in the yeah. past? Oh yeah, you found that. I never found that. I found it back in uh, let's see, probably around the the turn of the century. I spent about a thousand dollars on a car, and it was just a piece of garbage. I understand that you um, have had some bad luck with vehicles in the past, but yes, you can well, find. Yeah, okay. I just. But I'm just telling you, back then, $1,000 was going to buy you problems back then. You, you would well, rarely find a car. an old car for, is problems. Yeah, you <laughs> would rarely find a car for $1,000 that doesn't come with serious issues. Everything has car payments. Every car has yeah. payments, right? Sure, whether it's the payments uh, you're making to a the car company thing, or a bank yeah, or whatever. Um, yeah. But look, the point is, Mark, this isn't going That's to fly. That's what the th- third point is, by the way, to eliminate 99% of cars. <laughs> 
Well, we'll get to that. But the point is, you know, just on point number one, it's not going to fly. The uh, oil companies are no slouch when it comes to political lobbying. And assuredly, they have enough politicians in their pocket. Even if it were a Democrat Congress, and it is, and a Democrat president, this proposal wouldn't fly. They, those, those people have all kinds of money, and they have all kinds of influence in Washington, D.C. Sure. This is just for image. Well, this is yeah, symbolic. but that's the problem, though, is, is that the image, uh, you know, people like the image, uh, the American voters. The problem isn't that there are crazy politicians with crazy ideas. The problem is, is that people will vote for those politicians. Sure. That's really the issue. Uh, I mean, you know, look, these atrocities uh, that, that have happened worldwide don't happen in a vacuum. It's not one lunatic that does them. It's a bunch of people. Yeah, that's true. They want to gut and rebuild ev- um, every building in America. Marky and Cortez want to retrofit every building in America with, <laughs> with state-of-the-art, energy-efficient, I repeat, every building in America. That includes every home, factory, apartment building, wow. which we'll all need for starters to have their entire working heating and cooling systems ripped out and replaced with, well, whatever technology. Democrats are going to invent in their um, committee hearings, I guess. Talk about a huge government make-work program, huh? I mean, you want to talk about the uh, ridiculous government infrastructure spending that they just spend countless billions of dollars on? This would be... This would be incalculable, the I amount love, of money. I love the energy efficient cooling and heating when, when people, you know, these architects get together and they try to make the best house for, you yep. know, that work the best way. I think that's awesome. That's cool. I love it. That's a cool hobby. But you can't just take whatever tech you come up with and stick it in any home and suddenly it works. There's more coming up here. And plus the amount of money and energy you'd have to spend doing all of that would be ridiculous. No, but just tear all the and buildings down and rebuild them greeny. There's more coming up here. This is Free Talk Live. You want to share your thoughts? 855 450 Welcome to Free Talk Live, live from Acapulco, Mexico, for the next several days. And then we'll be uh, at the Anarchapulco event coming up next week. By the way, you can join us here toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-FREE. We've also got the Discord on-air call-in line rooms. They're open and available to you over at discord.lrn.fm. Free Talk Live is brought to you by AnyPay. If you've got a retail business and you've been looking to accept cryptocurrency like Bitcoin, maybe Dash, uh, Zcash, and others, go to anypay.global and you can get signed up there. And when I say sign up, I mean you create a username and a password and you're in. That's it. There's no uh, approval process. There's no bureaucracy. There's no paperwork. You just get in there, put your cryptocurrency wallet addresses into the back end, and then load the app on your point-of-sale device. That's it. You're done. You're accepting Bitcoin. You're accepting some other cryptos as well. In fact, they just uh, reactivated Bitcoin Cash on their system. Uh, plus, there's even now Ripple available as one of the cryptos you can accept through AnyPay. Go to AnyPay.Global, and yes, it is free if you're a merchant to accept cryptocurrency through AnyPay. That's AnyPay.Global. We can go uh, to your phone calls and thoughts. We have been talking about this green proposal, a, a so-called green New Deal. I think we got through, like, point number one. I don't know. Was there ten no, points? Uh, yeah, there's several points, and we've gotten through a few of them. Yep. So we'll get uh, to more of that coming up here, but First, let's go to the phones. To the fun, we got Dana on the line in Maine. Dana, you're on Free Talk Live. Great show, folks. I hope you can hear me. Welcome. Uh, yeah, we got you. Go ahead. Um, 
I'd like to address an, uh, a question. Uh, to me, it's the most important question, and uh, I've never heard it addressed in any honest, intelligent way by any political group or anybody uh, in the uh, mainstream media. That, uh, that question right. is, who creates our money, and how do they do it? And I can count maybe ten people in my life who honestly understand this question, you know, could, can answer that. And I've been listening to you folks, and uh, I've never heard you guys condemn, um, uh, which makes me think you don't truly understand it. You've never condemned the many special acts of legislation that have been, they've enthroned these banksters, these, these banksters. We are nothing but slaves uh, to these. And I believe, uh, although there's never been any honest audit done, uh, most of the people that, that, uh, that I've found that have done any study in here, uh, conjecture is that these are foreigners that are largely in control of our money supply. And also, okay, so let's let's just pause you right there because you you already asked the question, and I don't want to get too deep into the continuing statements uh, before we can respond to it. I don't know how new you are to Free Talk Live, but I mean we have condemned the government money system here, run by the Federal Reserve and all central banks all around the world uh, on a multitude of occasions here on this program. So no, that's that's not. I wouldn't call it a government money system at all. These are private. It's I would call it a quasi-governmental because the uh, the president appoints the chairman of the Federal Reserve. There's that. And also the Federal Reserve also is the guaranteed lender of last resort to the federal government. So they've got a sweetheart deal with these people. But yeah, you could claim the Federal Reserve so as a private let, organization, kind of like how you might be able to claim. Banks. It's a cartel of private banks that operate with special information. They have uh, special foreknowledge as to the uh, future market conditions. They, they, they can, uh, they're a cartel. Uh, and, uh, Agreed. They're yeah, they're absolutely in. a cartel. They're government mandated as a cartel. They have what's called legal tender, which is a law that forces everyone within the geographic uh, limitations of the United States to accept their money as payment for all debts, public and private. It says it right there. Uh, on the Federal Reserve notes. Yeah, and we've spent a lot of time going through it, and our solution for it is is that we've come to the conclusion that it's not the it's not the it's not the private banks aspect of it. It's not the fiat currency aspect of it. It's not the government money aspect. Uh, it's it's the government money aspect of it that that creates the real problem. The fact that government is deciding what is money and what isn't money has is the root of the problem here, and that's one of the reasons that. We support cryptocurrency. We support the owning of gold and silver and these sorts of things. You guys yourself are trying to get cryptocurrency accepted as legal tender down in New Hampshire. That's what makes money. That's what money, the definition of money. Is no, no, no. Hold on. No, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I gotta, correct, I gotta correct you on something. The definition of legal tender is the form of money that the government mandates that everyone accept as payment for all debts, public and private. That's what legal tender is. And no, nobody is saying... No one is saying... Uh, hold on. No one uh, that I've ever heard in New Hampshire is saying that uh, cryptocurrency should be considered legal tender. That is that is money that has the force of government behind it. And that would be contrary to all of the principles that most people who are into cryptocurrency hold. And those uh, those principles are to get away from central money systems, to get away from government money, to get away from mandated uh, currency that can be... You said fiat's not a problem, Mark, but I disagree with you there. Fiat's a huge problem when 
when it comes to a mandated government currency because, because they can just issue. It's because fiat is the um, end of the evolution of government money because the government will always say, yes, you should accept our money that's backed by nothing because we're the government and we're really good people. And they can that's print as much as do. they want Obviously. at will, but which is a huge is, problem. the problem is that people understand it as government money. Here's what's going to happen every single time with government money. First, the government says, okay, we'll hold all the stuff of value, whether it's gold or silver or seashells or whatever the hell it is. And then we'll issue you some paper or metal um, you know, receipts for that. Mm. And, and then at some point or another, they're going to say, well, we're going to issue 10 times as much um, right. as we have in, in, in receipts. And then it's going to be, oh, well, now we're just going to issue the receipts and we're right. not going to have the gold the and silver. Anymore. That's what governments do. They're liars. Right. Exactly. Well, so, uh, I mean, well, well, go ahead. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh, you guys have got me off there. Um, the uh, the, the uh, not only are there notes been re- uh, made receivable in dues to government, and that's the big one, by the way. Whatever the government declares that you have to pay in taxes has been over uh, in the course of history has been the money in that jurisdiction. The other thing that they're allowed to do, these these banksters, these private banksters who have fooled people into thinking that they're that they're public somehow, quasi public. This is a private. They've never even been audited for crime. Dana, out before you one, go, before you one, go on one, here one, with uh, with that point, I mean, look. It wouldn't matter to me if the Federal Reserve was private or or government. Either way, it's a monopoly money system, and it is not okay to force one particular form of currency down other people's throats. So I don't know why, you know, look, if it weren't a, a mandate that people had to accept this stuff, then uh, would it matter whether it came from a private organization? Because when it comes to private organizations, you can choose generally whether or not you want to use that private organization's money. So, for instance, if you want to use Walmart bucks, you know, that's your choice. If you don't want to use Walmart bucks, then that's up to you. But if it's the Federal Reserve, you have to. Yeah, but we have to pay our taxes, and as long as we can only pay our taxes with Federal Reserve notes, then that is going to be the money of account here in America. And, and you have never – I heard you some time ago, Ian. Yeah, I, and it's I not okay where, whatever, wherever it comes from because taxes aren't okay. Well, when you force said, people to pay taxes, you're threatening them with violence if they don't do it. So whether you have to pay taxes in Federal Reserve notes or gold and silver, the taxes there are the problem. Now, it sounds like you got more to say, Dana. Hang on. We'll bring it back. We can continue the discussion here uh, because, look, yeah, I don't, I don't like monopolies, whether they be private or whether they be public, whether, whenever they're enforced by the threat of violence. Competition makes everything better. Yeah, there's more coming up here in moments. 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. And, yes, that was some kind of car alarm in the background. This is Free Talk. Bitcoin.com is delighted to announce their latest partnership with the gift card specialist at eGifter. With many of the world's leading brands on their roster, it is now easier than ever to get the gift cards of your favorite brands with Bitcoin Cash. To get started, just follow these simple steps. Visit giftcards.bitcoin.com, pick the gift card you want, follow the instructions on your screen, and make your payment using your Bitcoin Cash wallet. Sit tight and your gift card will be delivered to you as soon as it's ready. That's giftcards.bitcoin.com. Free Talk Live, we're here in Acapulco, Mexico, still able to take your calls live. Our number is 855-450-FREE, the live Saturday edition here, 855-450-37. We're talking about, and I I hope we're not um, 
you know, miscommunicating here or talking past one another with our caller on the I line. I suspect that's what's happening. Well, and that's why I wanted to keep him on because I feel like there there was some of that happening and I wanted to, you know, see if it this, somehow we can kind of come to some sort of mutual understanding about these are, you know, to me very important issues, the issue of money. I mean, the, the, those, oh, was it Rockefeller who said something about, you know, he who controls money, like, controls everything? Rothschild. <laughs> Rothschild. One, one of like, those guys. I care not about a country's politics, but give me control of their money and yeah, blah, blah, blah. And, and that's that. Um, so we've got Dana on the line in Maine listening to us online, I think actually on our YouTube stream. And Dana, uh, welcome back here on Free Talk Live. I also wanted, before we continue, wanted to correct um, maybe a misunderstanding about what's happening in New Hampshire. There is a bill that's been proposed so it you know it's still in subcommittee right now it hasn't even been voted on by the the full house or even a full committee uh, but the bill is a proposal to allow the new hampshire government to have a plan to accept bitcoin in for payment of some sort of taxes now it's not clear for which taxes it would be accepted but they would they would have to have a plan that they would have to use that to accept it for something. And so that actually solves one of your objections that you brought up earlier about feeling like you're forced to use this, uh, what you describe as private banker cartel money. I described it as government uh, money, but either way, it's, it's kind of both. But the, these U.S. dollars to pay taxes, this would give you a choice in New Hampshire uh, of something else uh, with which you could pay taxes. Is that something that you, uh, you actually value? Is that a good idea in your book? Um, I, if, 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 I, if it, I don't like a, a, a money that has been created by any uh, special interest group to be in control of the creation of the money. I, money is okay, so that's, that's not uh, – okay, so maybe you don't know a lot about Bitcoin, but Bitcoin was not created by a special interest group. Bitcoin was, was created, created by, by Satoshi Nakamoto. Uh, and we don't know if it was one person. We don't know if it was more than one. We don't know if it was more than one person or one person. So we don't know if it's a he, a she, or a group of people. We really have no idea. But the thing about Bitcoin that maybe you don't know is that it's open source. So the code is completely viewable to the entire world. Anybody that knows programming can get in there. Right. So it's not a cartel. It's not a private company or anything like that. It's a great system, and it probably, I, I would say that a system like that could be used. Let me get back to, first off, I asked the question early on, who creates our money and how do they do it? Most people are unaware, and I don't think you guys have ever mentioned it, most of our money is created in private commercial banks through the process correct. of yep. fractional reserve deposit creation. Yeah, this we've talked about this a lot, actually. That has been passed in, in the favor, favoring banksters, which have basically enthroned them. Once you have control of the money, you're the apex corporation. You basically yeah. have no doubt about it. That's why they got to be too big, to, too big to fail. Right, but you yeah, didn't even right. when you when you mentioned the term, no. you didn't explain it. So let's take a well, moment, I, uh, Dana. Hey, Dana, hang on, okay? Let's just explain because you just kind of brushed over what fractional reserve banking is. Uh, that not only does it give these banks the ability to loan money that doesn't exist. Essentially, the banks get to create money out of thin air when you yeah. sign the loan paperwork. So yes, this is something that we're very familiar with, and we've talked about. I don't know. Again, like I said, how new are you to Free Talk Live? And charge interest, but only only about eight months. I'm a little worked. Okay, like, I right. heard you talk sometimes. Yeah, ago, it, Ian. it sounds what like I you are. Was Ian? You said uh, that um, uh, some time ago that you didn't care about equality. Now I think you were talking about equality of outcome. I'll give you that. But I would loudly assert that I definitely advocate for equality of oppor- uh, opportunity or equality. What do you mean? Law 
an egalitarian society where everyone is treated equally. When you have a group of people, i.e. these private foreign, a lot of people say they're foreign bankers, who have special privileges in, in money creation, controlling the yeah. money, uh, being able, having, having special foreknowledge as to future market conditions when and, and, and when to uh, buy puts and calls and, and, and how to thrive in the derivative of mar- uh, market, you, have, you are enslaved. We are enslaved. Money is the great scoreboard of life, Bob, and it, 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 there's nothing yeah. fair, honest. There's no doubt about, about it that uh, the government money system, there, there's no doubt, uh, Dana, I'm just going to put you on hold here for a moment. There's no doubt that the government money system is part of the reason why people are enslaved uh, to the system. I, mean, I further agree with Dana that it does uh, affect the, the quality of, uh, of opportunity, equality of opportunity. There isn't equality of opportunity if you have right. all the foreknowledge, if you know what's going to go on. Also, if these, you have the printing press and you can right. just turn it on and crank out money and give it to all your buddies. And what we can see with these banks is sometimes that foreknowledge is still um, irrelevant because we had the banking crisis in two. 2008 or whatever, right. um, six, eight, I don't know, it just kept on rolling on whenever you decide it all began. Uh, I mean, you know, these people were too big to fail. The government gave them money. They gave the money to, they gave money to um, the auto uh, companies, but they don't give money to you and me. If we go out of business, who cares? It's part of the reason that we encourage people to get out of the old banker money system and put their value, that you create value, you know, when you go out out there and you work in the marketplace, put the value that you've created into something that is not manipulated by these bankers and by these governments of the world. And right now, the best choice, in my opinion, and I'm no expert, is cryptocurrency. Now, there are a bunch of different options out there for cryptocurrency, but almost all of them are independent. They have nothing whatsoever to do with banks. And they are volatile, right? Like, so you don't know what's going to happen with the price day in to day out. So I wouldn't say put all your eggs in one basket. It probably makes sense to have some cryptocurrency. Gold and silver as well, even though there's some, you know, some allegations that uh, that the stocks of those things are are manipulated. But at the very least, if you're holding on to precious metals, then that gives you control over that physical control uh, in that case. So those might be a couple of different ways that you can take your value out of the U.S. dollar or whatever. If you're an international listener, out of the you know, the bolivar, out of the Canadian dollar, out of the peso, and put it into something that you actually have control over. You get to decide when you uh, hold cryptocurrency. You are the person who holds the keys to your wallet. There's no banker. There's no government. Can, government cannot come in there and take your Bitcoin out of your wallet. It just can't be done unless you decide to give them the keys to it. And I wouldn't do that if I were you. And the other thing I would say about cryptocurrency is it's been much more successful in undermining government currencies in the last decade that it's existed than gold and silver has been for the last five. So here's what I'd like to ask you, Dana, is do you have alternatives personally? Uh, And if so, what do you prefer? Oh, I got some nice southeast space in the land. Uh, I got I got to use Federal Reserve notes so to pay the property taxes on that. I can't use Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. You'd starve if you had to use just Bitcoin, right, guys? Hey, actually, that's not true. To David Icke, no, that's actually right? false as well, Dana. I'm sorry, you just don't have uh, a lot of good information here. Um, actually, I use Bitcoin regularly to eat food in my hometown of Keene, New Hampshire. And I think even more importantly, you can go to Save at Purse. That's Save at yeah. Purse dot com, and you can buy anything 
that they have on Amazon, and you can get it at a discount between 25 and 30% if you want to get it in that uh, general vicinity. If you're yep. willing to wait a couple of days extra, which means that you can get all kinds of bulk food sure. if that's With what Bitcoin. you want to get. I mean, obviously, fresh produce is going to be a little more difficult, but um, it's it's a coming. You can get right. you can go to um, you know Bitcoin.com, and they've got relationships with these uh, cards. You can get a Whole Foods uh, gift card. You can go to Whole Foods, true. and you can buy for the fr- all the fresh vegetables you need. Yes, you can get your whole diet on Bitcoin. You yeah. probably can't go out to a coffee shop in most towns and, and get a latte, but a lot of them you can. It is uh, still new technology, and it's already to the point that you're describing, Mark. I mean, we're only 10 years in to Bitcoin as a thing. I thank you, Dana, for the call tonight. It was an interesting discussion, and I, I appreciate it. Feel free to call in any other time uh, to talk about whatever you want. And that's what we do here on Free Talk Live. Our toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. And I appreciate him being willing to you know, come, in, you know, come on the air here yep. and explain what he thought we believed, because most of it was wrong. Uh, you know, We are not in favor of the banking cartels. I personally wish I didn't have to have a bank account. Uh, you know, I would love to get away from that system, but part of what I do is I try to help people get into cryptocurrency. Uh, I run a couple of vending machines that sell it, and i got to have access to the old banks to move money into Bitcoin. I think that it. currency is a very important conversation. I just don't think that uh, mass radio audiences tend to find it very exciting, and sadly. Well, whatever. I don't care what they He's think. right that it's important. I don't care what uh, mass audiences think. Money is very, very important, and if you don't think so, well, you need to rethink your- yourself. Uh, there's more Hey, it is Free Talk Live. We're here in Acapulco, Mexico. We got everything from car car alarms going off to well, you just missed some fireworks uh, in the background. There, there may be more where that came from. I heard some opera singer. Somebody's cranking out some tunes uh, in the background. This is uh, well, we're here, we're live, and so it's Ian and Mark here in our remote studio, semi outdoor. Uh, remote studio here. The toll-free number, if you want to join us, 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. And we've got uh, the Discord on-air call-in-line rooms as well over at discord.lrn.fm. We can get back into the Green New Deal. We were going through some of the the major points, Mark, that you wanted to highlight uh, about this awful proposal. We can get back into that. Uh, But you made a comment at the end of the last segment there. Um, about how you didn't think people thought money was interesting. Yeah, I tend to think that that's the case. And I'm I not think saying we shouldn't talk true. about it. I think I, it's important. I think that's not true. I mean, I think most people think money is very interesting. They're very interested, and most of them are getting interested in getting more of it. Uh, most of them probably, you know, would like to have a better, uh, better lifestyle, and they sure. understand that uh, that money can help make things more comfortable. It's not going to solve all your problems in life. Well, I have uh, a little advice in the world where you can't do anything about government fiat currencies: pay off debt. Yeah, pay, that's good pay, pay off consumer debt first, and then start working on um, you know debt like uh, your house and that sort of thing. I mean, you got to pay it off. Consumer as debt as meaning can. like credit card, credit card, yeah. student loan, yeah. things like that. I mean, student loan isn't really consumer debt. Consumer, student loan's the worst kind of debt. Don't get in that if you can avoid it. But if yeah, you're already there, yeah. um, you know. And I'm sorry, Kids stay out of uh, student loans. Yeah, it's just um, you know, it's it it it's the new serfdom. By the way, um, I do want to say thanks to, I think, Gary, who is a Free Talk Live silver amplifier, because money is important, and we uh, like to ask our listeners to support us directly. 
because you know what? Uh, this is the new world where we don't have to go through the because we're not NPR and we don't take it for, take it at the point of a gun. Yeah, we uh, we don't have to go through the old world gatekeepers. Uh, you know, of the old method of. I mean, we do have advertisers and they're wonderful and we're grateful for them. But it's important to have direct support because we can from our listeners and the amp program allows you to do that. And Gary's a silver amplifier, which means that he's given five bucks a month to the amp program. Amp stands for advertise, market, and promote. And yes, you can amp with Bitcoin as well. Most people don't, but it is there. It's an option um, because a lot of people want to hold on to their Bitcoin. And I don't blame them for that. I understand that. Uh, I think that's a mistake. However, I think you ought to, if you want to spend Bitcoin, buy some more. Right? So you don't want to deplete your Bitcoin reserves. Because if you're getting Bitcoin because of the reason we talked about earlier, which is to get out of the old system, protect your wealth from the old system's ravages of it, uh, then you know presumably you wouldn't want to spend it because you don't want to deplete your reserves. So just buy some more. If you want to buy something on uh, Purse that you mentioned, SaveItPurse.com, buy some more Bitcoin before you load it up on Purse. It's true. That way you're not you know that way you're not getting rid of the amount of Bitcoin that you have in store. There are so many people, Mark, who have told us people who today love Bitcoin, they're totally into it, who told us, oh yeah, I wish I'd have held on to that Bitcoin that I got back in 2013, but I, you know, I bought it at uh, X and it went up to 2X and I sold it at 2X and thought I did great and now it's 20X, yeah. you know, from, from what it was then and they're, they're feeling sorry. If, you'd, if you had just bought more, then you would have been doing all right rather than just spending it all down to zero. So keep that in mind. You can join the AMP program. We can do it with PayPal. We can do it with uh, credit card and Bitcoin BTC. Just go to amp.freetalklive.com, ampamp.freetalklive.com. Get signed up there uh, just like Gary did, who is a longtime Free Talk Live uh, amplifier. So thank you Thanks, for that. Thanks, Gary. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so, yeah, money is definitely important. It's certainly not the focus of this radio show. We're not a, we're not a money talk show. But at the same time, when it comes up, I would say we know probably a little bit more than a lot of talk show hosts about about the subject. It's it's something we've gotten into in detail here over the years uh, on Free Talk Live. We're not uh, you know we're investment constant. experts. Yeah, we're we're of the opinion that uh, there's that, that old saying that there's for a thousand hacking at the branches, there's but one who's attempting to strike at the root. I think that's Thoreau. And yeah. we um, we attempt to strike at the root here on Free Talk Live, and we think that. Well, maybe the government um, control of money isn't the root, but it's sure somewhere near the trunk. Yeah, I mean, no doubt, because, I mean, if you think about uh, what the government's able to do with its ability to just print out money via its buddies over at the Federal Reserve, they can do anything they want to do. You want to go to war at an unpopular war? No problem. Just print out the money and force the troops to go to the unpopular war. They'll do it. They'll do whatever it is they're told to do, even if they disagree with it, most of them. So all they got to do is just crank out the printing press and then send all that money over to their military-industrial complex buddies. But if enough people actually got out of the government money system and got into cryptocurrency, then they would be able to disempower the government. If enough people did it. I mean, it would take a lot of people. It would take a, a, a sea change it would take a tremendous um, popularity for, for cryptocurrency in order for that yeah, to happen. Yeah, I mean, I, but it could happen. Yeah, cryptocurrencies on the the you know, it's it's got a got a wave going. It may very well go somewhere. It may not. I don't know. The 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 it, it all remains to be seen. I think um, for me, what I'm looking for are things that I can implement in my life that are going to make me freer today. That is something that makes you freer today. 
because everything look we know it could go down in value so there's obviously risk involved right i don't want to be unclear about that if you're getting into cryptocurrency don't put in what you can't afford to lose that said if it does continue to take off as many people believe that it that it will um that's money that the government can't target anymore they can't devalue it when the government prints out money which they do all the time yep um some governments do it at different levels at different amounts so for instance venezuela is going crazy with it and they've got what's called hyperinflation as a result of that and you know you walk into a bar buy one drink sit down and finish it and buy another drink the price has gone up so that's how crazy it is there the same thing happens in the united states it's just on a much slower scale everyone knows it's true right like if you've been around for a couple few decades you know that 10 years ago you could get more groceries in your grocery cart for 20 bucks or 100 bucks than you can today. And 10 years before that, you could get more in that grocery cart for $100 than $100 would buy today. So we all know inherently what the government is doing to the money supply. They, you may have the same number of dollars in your bank account that you had 10, you know, hopefully not 10 years ago, but if you did, it wouldn't buy as much. Your standard of living goes down as a result of this uh, policy. Well, you're making an makes. argument for deflationary currencies, and I agree completely with your argument. However, if you bought cryptocurrency in the last 13 months, mm-hmm. you're not saying to yourself, wow, I'm really protecting myself from inflation. You're I already saying, said, where's my money? I already said. There's risk involved, and yeah. you shouldn't spend what it is you can't afford well, to lose. I think lose. that's a better argument, and that argument is think about the you know a thousand dollars and how you've wasted a thousand dollars in a variety of different ways mm-hmm. in your life. If you want to go ahead and put a thousand dollars into cryptocurrency right now, you could do be doing very well in five years, or you could have wasted it, which is just like the other thousands of dollars that sure. you have wasted in your life. Right. We don't know what's going to happen, but cryptocurrency is in my opinion, the most important thing to happen to money in many generations. I mean, it's the only it's the only form of money on the planet right now that actually puts control into the hands of the individual. Now, you could argue that, well, you know, you don't get to program Bitcoin. So what if the Bitcoin programmers make a change that people don't like? Well, there's a good there's good news. There's about and other cryptocurrencies out there at least that you can easily transfer into most of them certainly the top hundred are relatively easy to get in and out of so if you decide that something's wrong with bitcoin or you're you know you're spooked uh you can move it out of bitcoin move it into something else or maybe diversify once you get into bitcoin maybe you decide you want to get a little bit of uh ethereum or you want to get a little bit of dash or you want to get some of these other ones out there all of these things are not controlled by the government money systems, by the bankers, by the the Federal Reserves of the world, the central banks of the world. And that's why they hate it. That's why these bankers hate Bitcoin. That's why the governments are afraid of Bitcoin. Because what it indicates, and you know, Roger Veer, credit to him for figuring this out long before we did, uh, that uh, this is one of the most important tools that we could possibly have to not only protect your wealth into the future, in theory, if it keeps going up in value. Certainly, you know, the government money is going to go down in value. You can count on that. Um, but uh, to potentially protect your wealth and make you more independent from the current status quo in the government system. That's incredibly valuable. And as people start to realize that, 
as more people start to accept it at their businesses, as more people start to use it in daily commerce, which we see happen every single day uh, in Keene, New Hampshire, where we live, which is one of the crypto, I would say, crypto capitals of the world as far as local businesses accepting cryptocurrency. And now you've got New Hampshire potentially accepting it as tax payments. Again, hasn't passed yet. But it's being talked about, and maybe it will pass. It got a full vote in the unanimous vote in the subcommittee hearing that it received. Could pass. So there's all these drip, drip, drip. There's all these you know little bits of good news coming around from all around the world about cryptocurrency. It's go to big, go to Bitcoin.com if you want to see this news. It there's keeps piling up. There, yeah, yeah. Uh, I watch their their YouTube videos that they play. I think they put them out every week. And like you said, some of the smartest people in the world right. are developing these cryptocurrencies and right. the software that helps the cryptos get into people's hands and such, like Edge Wallet, which is a great wallet. Uh, so more coming up here in moments. We got hour two next. We'll get back into the Green Deal uh, on the way the so-called New Deal. It's Free Talk Live. She's such a beautiful little puppy. I mean, we walk around the block and neighbors always say, her hair is so beautiful. Healthy and shiny and glossy. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Fatty acids, omega-3s and omega-6s are great for healthy skin and soft, shiny coats. I would really recommend people starting their puppies on Dynavite before they get into what I would call the misery index. Bad skin, bad ears, bad breath. Because if they're getting all their vitamins, micronutrients, microbials from the beginning, then you're not going to run into the problems associated with the allergies. Grass, pollen, dust dirt, fleas, ticks, you name it, and the itching and shedding down the road. Our vitamins and enzymes replace the nutrients cooked out of most commercial dog foods. Dynavite for life. This is Ed Lukasevic. And Cindy Lukasevic. Inviting you and your pets to Dynavite. 859-428-1000. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live, and we're kicking off the second hour of this live edition of the show on Saturday night. Here from Acapulco, Mexico, as we are uh, taking a, taking it a little bit easier on the way up to the Anarchapulco event. Although we're still getting some work done while we're here. Yeah, I mean, I'm doing what I would normally do uh, yeah, in me a too. different place. Sitting on a computer. Yeah. <laughs> doing stuff on the computer. Because that's I'm what warmer. we do. I'm doing it on shorts. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, it's very, very nice. The, of course, the sun has now gone down here in Acapulco. It's cooling off uh, to below 90 uh, at, <laughs> at this point. And uh, you can join us next week for Anarchapulco. We'll tell you probably a little bit more about that later. But we've been, of course, as always, taking your calls and thoughts about whatever you want to discuss. Our toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Let's go to the phones here. Mark, we got, uh, by the way, Ian and Mark in the studio. Let's talk to Jennifer, listening to WIBC-FM in Indianapolis. Go ahead, Jennifer. Um, am I on? You're on. Okay. I have a question. Um, yes. I called in to discuss what they call the no-eyes laws. Now, that's spelled... The no-what? Okay. It's spelled N-O-A-H-I-D-E. It has Noah in it. Okay. No-hide. Yeah. I'm familiar yeah. with this. Sure. I've never heard and of it. What I is it? I wanted to hear your aspects on it um, so I can listen over the radio. But well, can you, well, before you go, can you tell me what, what it is? I don't know that much about it. Well, can, well, that's why I want to know. Jennifer, can you tell us what these things are? Okay. Um, it was signed into law by Bush Sr., I believe. Okay. And 
basically, it's like the Ten Commandments, but instead of ten laws, there's seven. And it's more or less the laws that would have been enacted right after Noah and the flood. So it's kind of, you know, Jewish in nature. Now, if you're a non-Jew, you should be, according to a Jew, you should be under the Noahide laws. And basically, it's like, thou shalt not kill, maybe thou shalt not take blaspheme uh, uh, of God, uh, thou shalt not steal. You know, and the seventh one being a judiciary that would be set up to condemn anyone that breaks the laws. Okay? Okay. And I thought it was very interesting, and I found out about it by researching since, you know, they, they uh, dedicated the new altar in Jerusalem for the third temple. I don't know if y'all knew that or not, but they did on Hanukkah. No, I don't know anything about Hanukkah. that. So you're saying well, that these are some kind of federal law? I mean, they don't have... I mean, the federal government doesn't enforce laws against murder. That Those are state government laws. And so it's very confusing, but why would Bush sign this into law? That's my question. I don't know anything about that. All I can yes. say is is that what I know about the Noahide laws is that they're um, laws that were instituted supposedly, um, you know, for goyim, you know, people who are not Jews, um, uh-huh. you know, way back in time, and that they're very sort of simple things, and they make they're they're a lot easier to consume. And I also thought that the Noahides didn't cut their hair, but I don't think that that's uh, included. No, and then it, I think it was um, R A. I think, you know, House of Representatives 102, I believe, was the number that was the law that he signed to um, law. And it was during Bush's reign, senior, Bush senior. And then why would we need a law like that? See, that's why I would open it up to, for discussion. Well, it obviously hasn't been instituted because one of them is that uh, they're vegetarians. This is one of the laws? Yeah. So maybe there's some misinformation out there about what uh, Bush did. It sounds like she just hung up. Uh, no, thanks I'm for the call. Oh no, you're still there. I appreciate. It. I will hung up. I mean, is, are you sure this? Know. Hold on before you before you go before you go. I mean, uh, where did you hear that this was signed into law? Are you sure he signed it into law, or that it was just like some kind of ceremony where he acknowledged that these things are some part of history? It showed him signing it into law on the internet. Um, I researched it because mm-hmm. seventy nations were invited to the dedication of the altar. And so I started to go back into history and say, why would there be 70 nations and what does this mean, you know? And that's when I came across the new deal that he signed into law for no eyes. And I went, yeah. whoa. You know, I couldn't believe that I found that on the Internet. Huh. Uh, yeah, I, uh, it's, it's new to me. I've never heard of this before. I thank you for the call tonight, uh, Jennifer. I, I don't know what to say about it, because like you said, Mark, you said there's some sort of mandate of vegetarianism in there? Well, it says not to eat flesh. I've looked it up here on Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Thank, thank God for those people. Yeah. Um, by the way, I do give every year to Wikipedia when they, when they do their, their fundraiser. Um, not to eat flesh torn from a living animal. So maybe I'm wrong on this, uh, that in fact it is just flesh taken from a living animal um, and, and as not opposed to an, an animal. So excuse me, uh, that's never something I've never done is to eat flesh from a living animal. So there you go. Um, the others are pretty simple. Don't worship idols and don't curse God. That's pretty consumable. People can yeah, get that. I just don't. I don't believe that this is actually a federal law. I don't believe that claim. I don't know if it. No, I can't imagine that it yeah. is. Uh, I, uh, I suspect that whatever it is that she found on the Internet 
there's a lot of stuff you can find on the internet, sure and uh, not all of it is uh, necessarily true. You know, it wouldn't surprise me if there was some sort of ceremony. A lot of times, you know, you have the the mayor, or in this case, the president. You know, the mayor cuts a ribbon somewhere. That doesn't mean that it's the government approving this, you know, new building or whatever. It just means you brought the mayor in to cut a ribbon, and it has a photo op. And even or if they sign something to say that this is a good idea, it doesn't mean that it's uh, you know ensconced in law either. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Yeah, but. okay. So according to IsraelNationNews.com, there are Noahide groups and communities in Australia, Europe, and North America. Significantly, in 1991, President George H.W. Bush signed into law a historic joint resolution. Okay. And that's not the same thing as a law. Okay, so they're using the term signed into law, but that's not a law. A resolution is just... We declare blah, 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 whatever it is that they want to resolve. That's all that that means. It says here a joint resolution, historic joint resolution of both houses of Congress, recognizing the seven Noahide laws as the, quote, bedrock of society from the dawn of civilization, unquote. That's it. That's all they did. They just made a statement. I tell you what, the Jews get a credit for a lot of things because that book uh, has lasted. You know, they're, 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 they were good librarians, good keepers of their stuff. Um, you know, I mean, the ancient mystery book, Babylon. the Old Testament? Yeah, the Old Testament, okay. all that stuff. And, and all their stuff, the Talmud, the, you know, whatever, the Torah, uh, all that. Their, their particular ancient texts. The Jews are newcomers in Mesopotamia and that general vicinity. Uh, you know, compared to others from whom they really got their religions. Was that caller um, afraid of Jewish people, Mark? I don't. I I I, I don't know. I'm not I really. Good. I couldn't detect. I don't have the, the. No, I don't have the radar for that kind yeah, of. Yeah, I wasn't clear on what it's. It sort of felt like that. That call might have had. It certainly seemed like a conspiracy theory, and that's what These I think it is. Good rules, uh, generally. Like, well, let's go through them. Okay, don't worship idols. Okay. Uh, don't curse God. Eh. Eh. You know, I don't really care about them, but whatever. Yes. Yeah. You know, you, you can imagine that those will be in place in any uh, theocratic system. Uh, I'd like to take this moment to deny the Holy Spirit. Go yeah, ahead. There you go. Um, to, <laughs> to establish courts of justice. Good. Good to have courts of justice. Yeah, if they're not run by the government, maybe if they're, you know. Courts of justice traditionally were not. Ah, yep. okay. Uh, you, you take, a, take a look at... Right, Islam. because the Jews and uh, Islam and also Christians lived alongside of one another for a time, and everything was fine, and they had uh, different court Separate systems courts of justice. separately. Yep. 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 Uh, don't commit murder. Yep, that's a good one. Don't commit adultery or sexual immorality. Now, good one. Who gets to decide whatever sexual immorality is? Uh, that's always the, the clincher sure. there. But if you make a commitment of monogamy, you should stick you with that. Honor co- it. Yeah, yeah. You ought to honor it. Not to say that history isn't replete with people not honoring No it. doubt. Um, do not steal. Yep, that's another And good do one. not eat flesh torn from a living animal. So there you have your first uh, animal welfare law. Can you cut it from the uh, the animal while after it's dead? Yeah, I I, I think it's a living animal, right? Living animal. Okay. So torn and living. So just are kill it first. Operative. To, so you could cut right. it from a living animal, I suppose. Right. Or tear it from a dead kill animal. Kill it first, then cut, tear, whatever. Sure. You want, you want and to. lots of religions Roast. have their rules on how an animal needs to be prepared. This is good. Yeah. I mean, this is good sanitary stuff. We need rules on this. I mean, should they be performed by a particular class of uh, sect of priest? I don't think so. You know, that call reminds me of the, uh, it's sort of like the Jewish version, uh, fear-oriented, fear fear-uncertainty-and-doubt version of the, the Muslims are going to implement their Sharia law. 
This sounds like the same thing. In 1991, Bush implemented the what was it? Noahide laws. Could same be kind of, same same kind of vibe as well. I don't I got know. She that. just she just asked a question yeah. and, and we've answered it. Yeah. Well, and hopefully we clarified that it wasn't actually a law. It was just a resolution saying, yeah, these are good ideas. Mostly, it's free talk live. More coming up. free and join us here you can bring up anything that you want on this live saturday edition of the program our number is 855 450 free also we've got the discord on air call in line rooms over at discord.lrn.fm the discord call in line rooms are the best way to call the show and i'm i'm glad that we've got the system here on our remote broadcast that actually allows us because we're in acapulco right now uh, that allows we're sitting out on a on a porch outdoors right now, um, and we're we're able to take our Discord Discord calls, which is great because they sound great. The Discord server is something that we offer as you know, just one of those free many the myriad of free benefits that you get from our website over at freetalklive.com. Uh, you just go to actually you can go straight to it by going to discord.lrn.fm. That's discord.lrn.fm. You can interact with other Free Talk Live listeners during, before, and after the show. Uh, it's a great way to connect with some of the people you hear on the air. A lot of those folks, like Gene, the Christian anarchist, who we're going to talk to next, uh, he's hanging out in the server there. If you uh, you want to talk to him about something, you can do that. And, in fact, there are even uh, different rooms in which people talk about different things. There's a cryptocurrency room. There's a gaming room and uh, other uh, different topics. You can find it all over at discord.lrn.fm. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by Bitcoin.com. Bitcoin.com is your premier source for everything that is Bitcoin and crypto related. Uh, Bitcoin.com can help you choose a Bitcoin wallet. Buy Bitcoin. Get free Bitcoin. Show you where you can spend your Bitcoin. Play games with Bitcoin. You can um, read the latest news and engage in the community at the Bitcoin Forum. Learn more at Bitcoin.com. All right, we uh, go back to, or to the phones, to uh, Discord for the first time here tonight. Gene, the Christian anarchist, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. Uh-oh, something's wrong with Gene. Hold on, Gene. We, uh, my bad here. There was, uh, there was a technical difficulty. We're going to have to work that out here in just a moment. I should have I checked it. <laughs> Normally, we've, I've been checking almost every caller uh, during, during the breaks to make sure that everything's working out. So stand by, Gene. We're going to check back with you here in just a bit. So we've got, uh, of course, plenty of things to talk about on the radio tonight. That's what we do. Mark, you had started uh, the show tonight with a story about this Green New Deal. And this is a proposal by multiple Democrats who've signed on to make some absolutely ridiculous uh, plans. Now, this is just a proposal. It's probably not going to pass, hopefully, because if it does, it will be an absolute nightmare for the people of uh, the United States. Yeah, I don't think that they're going to, you know, a lot of these, uh, these are just ideas, right? They're, they're, they're lip service to their base, which is all, you know, pro the people and whatever. Um, that's the notion. They're not, but... Whatever that might be, um, you know, the the other sort of um, foundation of democratic politics is that they're functionally economically illiterate. So here we go. Uh, the Green New Deal calls for building our high speed rail at a scale where uh, travel stops air travel stops becoming necessary. So they're going to build high speed rail at a scale where travel air travel stops becoming necessary. I, I suppose good luck to Hawaii. Right. 
California's high <laughs> high speed rail boondoggle has already mm-hmm. cost a hundred billion dollars and looks to be one of the state's biggest fiscal disasters ever. Do you remember when uh, I think it was right around when we were leaving Florida? They had voted in on a uh, ballot measure to have people a, love it uh, to have a super fast choo choo there. That's right. People love choo choos. And uh, then they looked at the numbers and eventually they said, "Yeah, this is too expensive," right. and they I actually they spend- unvoted it. They right. actually put another proposal on to re- repeal that. I think it had been six years, and the bureaucrats had spent like $10 million on donuts and uh, CAD drawings, mm-hmm. and um, you know that was it. And off they go. Because, and, and thank God that Florida made that decision. It sounds like yeah. a wonderful idea to have a railroad, that, that um, the super fast railroad that, that connects Tampa, uh, Orlando, and Miami. Doesn't that sound like a fantastic idea? But then you get there and you realize, I wish I had my car <laughs> you know, like it's just and as a person who travels every single year, my family travels in one shape or another from New Hampshire to Florida because got to got to do Christmas. The kids got to get down there to the grandparents and, and get that, you know, a whole bunch of gifts that he doesn't need. And uh, we got to, you know, get on down there. And mm-hmm. what I found over and over and over again is it is so much less costly to take a Prius from southwestern New Hampshire uh-huh. to Tampa Bay than it is even to fly on an airplane. No kidding. Um, you know, any of those things. Yes, I will. I, I understand ro- travel on the road is more dangerous than air travel. I get it. But you can pack the trunk up full of st- the stuff you're going to need. And then once you get there, you have a car to drive around and you're not using your in-laws car the whole time. So, uh, you know, it's just the best choice in many cases. A train ride compared to. Um, taking the family and the car on a train, my God, it's devastatingly expensive. I think so we, much so that I won't even I won't even do it. I think I've remedied the problem here with uh, our Discord server. It was uh, an unplugged USB jack. Gene, <laughs> are you with us now? You guys sound much better. Yes, now. you do too. We can okay. actually hear you. So, uh, what were you calling about tonight? Right. Go ahead. Well, you know, I've uh, been around the world, and you guys are down in Mexico right now. Yep. And I've uh, we're planning to go to New Zealand in a couple of weeks. And I wanted to make an observation that I don't often make because usually I'm complaining about how horrible the USA is. And while that's true, because in my lifetime, I've seen the regulations and the taxes and all of the, the oppression just go up at least 10 times from what it was when I was a kid. But Having said that, and having traveled on a on several continents now, been to several countries, I don't know about New Zealand. I'll give you a report when I get back. Mm-hmm. But I have to say that I still believe that the USA is the best place on the planet to live. Huh. Um, I can uh, I can get in my airplane. I can fly up wherever I want to go. I can travel from point A to without worrying too much about being stopped unless I'm close to the border. Um, So, and even with the high taxes, and believe me, we pay a lot of money in taxes, we still have a lifestyle that's better than 90%, I would say, of the rest of the world. Because I guess I just wanted to say that I appreciate what I have but I'm still going to keep fighting. Well, yeah, I mean to that's change. Yeah. 
That's important, and and we get people saying to us all the time, you know, frequently on on the air on this show, callers be like, "Why don't you appreciate? It? Why do you? Why you always? Why, why do you critical? people hate America? Why you got to be so critical?" And this is something that's leveled against libertarians all the time. Look, um, when I think his name was Alexander Bosch, but Mr. Bosch uh, created the fuel injection. Um, that yeah, 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 that's his, that's the same name. Um, okay. it's, he has to do with the parts for Mercedes Benz. Cool. Created the the fuel injection system. He didn't hate carburetors. <laughs> he didn't hate cars. Yeah. He didn't hate transportation. He didn't hate people getting from one location to the other. He just was talking about efficiency, making it better. And I've got news for you, ladies and gentlemen. Governments are inefficient. Because they're monopolies. We know that. We have rules. Governments institute rules about monopolies. Monopolies institute rules about monopolies. It's it's laughable. Sure. (laughs) But that's what they are. There are organizations that claim a monopoly privilege on the use of violence in a given landmass. Once you claim the monopoly privilege on protection services, then you can claim the monopoly privilege on anything you want. Gene, did you have more to say on the, t- uh, the topic? Up to you. Um, yeah. Stand by. We're with uh, Gene, the Christian anarchist. He's on our Discord server. That's why he sounds better than every caller we've had so far tonight. Uh, you can join us over there at discord.lrn.fm. we got more coming up on this live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Dynavite is nutrition. Pick up two bottles of Lico Chops. Get the third bottle. Free. New improved Lycochops with omega-3, omega-6, vitamin E. And now, six extra direct-fed microbials. Even better for the digestive tract and immune system. Try Lycochops. Buy two, get one free. At Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. It's Free Talk Live. We are here on day number three of our live broadcast from Acapulco, Mexico. Very, very beautiful weather here. If you like it hot. And uh, right now... Some do. Some do. Um, It is actually pretty nice out right now. As soon as the sun goes down here, it it drops significantly. And we're here. It's Even though it's 85 out, it, it feels cooler than that to me. I don't know why. But it does. It's 85 out? Yeah, that's what my phone says, at least. It's hard Fahrenheit. for me to believe. Uh, it's Ian and Mark here in our remote studios as we are doing a live uh, set of broadcasts for the next uh, several days. And then we will be doing Anarchapulco for the third time, I think. Your, it's your fourth, but you didn't broadcast from there your first time. No, I didn't even grab any interviews or yeah. anything. So we're gonna be, uh, it's going to be a busy week for us coming up here uh, in the next week, and we'll, you'll be able to hear all of it. We made a real mistake on Anarchapulco number two. We decided to broadcast from Liberty Forum, and man, I mean, you know, what a, I regret it now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh well, and that was that was the year that we got the uh, you know the the award the, li- the lifetime achievement award from and then got kicked, the then first got kicked project out. and then three weeks later we got kicked out. <laughs> yeah, I don't regret that at all, Mark. We got some great video footage, <laughs> some good stuff uh, from uh, from Paul. It's just proof positive that you get libertarians all in one place and you get the opposite results. I've, I've got here in front of me. Well, I mean, there's no doubt that the uh, there's an article about Anarchapulco and the libertarian or anarchist community here in uh, Acapulco and how it's just been in disarray for for years and it's just been a mess so i mean the fact is these migrations they're full of uh, bumps in the road it's not easy these folks do not get along well with do not play well with others (laughs) whether man whether it's in new hampshire or whether it's in acapulco and that's why uh, we've got a couple friends here i won't say who but a couple friends that some of our listeners might know uh they don't hang out with the libertarian community here 
They don't want to get involved in the drama. Can't blame them. I can't blame them at all. Can't blame them. You know, it's just people, though, really, all it is. When you get a group of people together, the larger it gets, whether it be a religion, whether it be a political movement, whether it be some fandom or whatever it is, you get people together, they're going to have disagreements, they're going to have schisms, they're going to have fights, people are going to cheat with one another in their relationships. There's going to be all kinds of just ugly stuff because life is interesting like that. I mean, I wish it weren't at some points, but it's like no matter what you do, you just can't get away from it. There's always going to be some ridiculous complication to even the most simple things that should seem simple and uh, understandable. You know, working at a at a job, there's backbiting, there's infighting there. You I'm, know, I just want the listeners to know I'm working hard on finding a project that I believe is going to be very successful. <laughs> yeah, as you soon know, as you get thirty people involved in that project, it's going to fall apart. No, it's not going to. I fall guarantee apart. you, it's ridiculous. That's just the way people are. Uh, so we go back to Gene, the Christian anarchist. The idea, though, in life is to find the ones that you can get along with and, you know, tolerate their their foibles and their their issues and then stick with them. Uh, Gene, in Tennessee, you were calling in because you've done a lot of world traveling and you came to the conclusion after many uh, decades of this that the United States is still the freest place in the world. But that doesn't mean the best place, he said. Oh, the best place. Sorry. Uh, I think it is uh, if you you weigh everything. Now, there are places that are more economically free, such as Hong Kong. Mm Mm-hmm. But, you know, there are other things about Hong Kong, if you've ever been there, that aren't that great. So they're mainly having to deal with the communist Chinese government, which is getting more pushy all the time. But we have countries right now all over. You can just peruse the news. And all kinds of them now are trying to come down on fake news. And they're, they're using the fake news discussion to control what's being what they want to have said on the internet so Mm -hmm. they can get more control over speech now i think the biggest issue in the u.s of course is firearms because once we lose them they're gone but free speech seems to be the biggest issue around the world right now because all kinds of other countries are trying to clamp down on that. See, so I, I think Gene, I got to say, I disagree on the firearms thing. There are lots of places in the world where you know pretty much anybody can have a gun, and those places aren't free. Iraq comes to mind. Um, I mean, you know, there's you can have an AK-47, and there's a culture of owning weapons um, in mm-hmm. the Middle East, and you know that doesn't result in freedom. Best I can tell. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you're in Iraq and you're uh, an openly homosexual person, they're not going to let you have an AK-4. They'll take it away from you as Perhaps. they hang you off a bridge. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know, you know they, there's lots of other freedoms there they don't have there either. Yeah, but I don't think anybody in Iraq can own an AK-47. Anybody who's who well, makes any kind of waves... Not anybody in the U.S. Against, can own AK-47 either. <laughs> well, that's true, especially not the fully automatic unless you've got the tax stamp, blah, blah, blah. But... Um, yeah, I think the only reason that our goonerment is staying in a little bit of restraint is because they know that everybody has firearms. If they, if they were to do like Australia and take all the guns away, then we would be looking at every kind of control that every other country in the world is looking at right now. Because we still have liberty as a distant memory in our culture here, we do understand basically that we don't like to be pushed around. And 
although people are brainwashed into thinking that because there's a red, white, and blue flag there, they're supposed to do everything that it's been, that they tell them. Well, to. right. I mean, even the gun I, owners will obediently apply for permits, you know, and beg yes, the state for and, permission. Slips. But more, more and more of them are saying they're not going to turn them in. And I talked to a lot of people. And, That's know, true. There have to, been some that have been pushed to the limits and they are uh, putting their, you know, putting their heels in the mud, so to speak. So. I looked at it, um, looked it up and it looks like from a standpoint of legislation, the U.S. is the best uh, gun, uh, country in the world for gun ownership. However, um, there are certainly guns where there are countries where, you know, the government is so ineffective that effectively they have no gun laws because nobody enforces them. Well, that may be true, yeah. but uh, it's, it's difficult I don't think in, in, in those instances, those people need to use their guns to do something other than fight each other. Gene, <laughs> thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. The toll-free number here is 855-450-FREE, like freedom. Let's go to Ralph. He's listening in Bangor, Maine. Listening online, Ralph, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark on our live Saturday show. Go ahead. Hi. I, I just... Hey. Um... You know, I remember when, uh, well, the um, the first bill that was passed by the Senate, um, while Congress w- or while the government was shut down, was the uh, Marco Rubio's anti boycott Israel bill. Did, did you know about that one? Tell me about it. Well, uh, it makes it uh, any company that, that uh, wanted to boycott Israel. Uh, will not get any government contracts or any government business. Mm. And it passed uh, 77 to 23. You know, it's like, uh, wow. Uh, I remember when uh, we we were all upset about uh, apartheid in uh, South Africa and uh, 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 universities, uh, government, all divested of... Uh, of their holdings in South African companies because uh, they they had a racist policy, and it seems mm-hmm. to me that uh, the same thing's going on. Except uh, when you try to boycott Israel, they they make a law that it's against the law to boycott Israel. That's crazy. Uh, I mean, it's not I, against I, the law necessarily, but uh, like you said, they don't get the government contracts, which of course is you know sweet, sweet government money for these businesses, which they love that stuff. Um, yeah, it would seem like the government ought to stay the heck out of international affairs and leave people alone. I don't know the specifics of the bill or the relationship between the Palestinians and Israel, but I can say this. The United States, the, the people, its government, the whole thing, have a sort of un uh, irrational view of the nation of Israel, and it's because of the Judeo-Christian, um, you know, background of the United States. We we think of this this country that came into being in like 1947 as somehow related to this other country that existed 2,000 years ago in the Bible, and they're not related in any way, shape, or form. But a lot of people are, just think that it's really important, and that Jesus isn't going to come back until he'll be yeah. build that temple or something. It's some kind of ridiculous religious uh, viewpoint. When you combine government with religion, you get an even worse government. And a lot of cases. Of course, government itself, uh, the course of uh, monopoly is a bad idea. Ralph, thanks for the call tonight. appreciate hearing from you. Toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. If you want to join us, that's 855-450-3733. Or call on our Discord lines over at discord.lrn.fm. It's Free Talk Live, live from Acapulco.
Free Talk Live. Dial in, toll free, bring up whatever you want. Our number, 855-450-FREE. We're here in Acapulco, our live Saturday edition, where we'll take your calls about whatever's on your mind. And you can also call in on our Discord, on-air call-in line rooms over at discord.lrn.fm. With you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. And if we get the chance, we'll continue on these uh, green proposals, these ridiculous-sounding laws that they want to pass, this so-called Green New Deal. When we get the chance. But we're going back to the phones and to the fun. Let's talk first to John, listening in Seattle to KITZ. Hello, John. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, and hi, Mark. Uh, yeah, hey. good show. Um, Thanks. I just had something on my mind. And, you know, yes. all these uh, pompous uh, politicians with their programs and their plans, we got $23 trillion worth of debt. And, Is it and that it's high like now, $23 nobody... trillion? Yeah, Last I looked, it was $20 trillion. The U.S. dollar is supposedly the uh, currency of uh, reserve for the world. Mm-hmm. Now, what gives the dollar any value? There's nothing backing it. Nope. It's like belief. You know, we believe that if we give you a, a piece of paper that says U.S. currency on it, we're going to get something back, and that, you know, it's going to go both directions, that uh, if we get some product that, you know, you think you want, you're going to give us some money, but that's all that backs it. It's just some belief, some faith. That's correct. It's and, just and absolute. Uh, it, you're you're absolutely right. It is belief and faith. Back in the day, it was actually backed by something. You could go and exchange yeah. the U.S. dollar for uh, silver, for instance. You can actually still find them every now and then. You you might be able to come across a silver certificate. I remember when I was working at uh, the Kmart back in the late '90s. Somebody gave me a silver certificate, yeah. and it stuck out like a sore thumb because they look different. There's a different color to them and everything. Uh, but you can't do yeah. anything with those anymore. You can't take them now to the Federal Reserve. And, <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. So you're absolutely just, right. Nobody's talking about this. And it's just like, it's almost a smokescreen. It's like you get all worked up over all these different issues. Why do we want this money? And then both sides get to arguing over each other, over the money, to the point they, they're going to shut down the government. But nobody ever stops to think, hey, we don't have this money. And if we do, we have to sell more bonds. And China owns 20% of the U.S. debt. Who's buying these bonds? Who's supporting all this debt spending? The Federal Reserve. Uh, yeah, well, the Federal Reserve is think... the uh, the buyer of last resort. So if if eventually the federal <laughs> government can't find any suckers to buy their bonds, they just go to the Federal Reserve and they just snatch them all up by increasing well, the, the money deal. supply. Yeah, that's the deal. Yeah, Printing yeah that's how press. it works. That's exactly Printing right. Press and press and we've all seen how well that works. By the out way, over the time. U.S. debt is at twenty one twenty one point nine trillion. Okay, so just about to crest over twenty two. Yeah. That's what U.S. debt clock. Where are you getting that yeah. from? However, the total that. debt. The, the total debt um, is uh, tw- seventy-two trillion. So, including the unfunded Unfund- liabilities, unfunded liabilities, and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, good program, you guys. Hey, thanks I, for the call, dude. I appreciate it. You, you have a good time down there in uh, sunny Acapulco. John, thank okay, you for the call tonight. Bye-bye. You are uh, spot on with that call, and uh, you know it comes back around to the conversation we were having earlier tonight about uh, cryptocurrency and these central banks and a way to get out of the the government money system. 
And um, it also highlights sort of the futility of, um, you know, caring what the government does. Mm-hmm. I'm, here I am looking at this clock and I'm wondering to myself, uh, oh, here, you know, the number goes up 21 trillion, seven, 70, um, 970 uh, billion, 600. What's the website? Million. Is it usdebtclock.com? It's usdebtclock.org. Dot org. Okay, and it's just you. going up and up and up, even under Trump. Yeah. yeah. And uh, well, there's nothing I can do about it. I can't do anything no. to make these numbers go down. Well, it's not your debt anyway. I mean, you don't look. No. They love to tell you that. Well, every American owes blah 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 percentage. Right. I talked to one of those idiots on uh, Facebook just this week. Mm-hmm. Somebody who's like, "Well, if the country's the way it is, then it's our fault." No, it's not. I didn't write the Constitution. Yeah. I never took an oath to that Constitution. It's not my fault. And the fact that the, the, you know people who do take an oath generally take an oath to protect the people who are making this mess. Yeah. And it, it's just all in all a, fa- a fallacy. America is not your country. It is their country. You live in it. Right. It, They're so the government. So, you aren't. You're so much the surf, and you don't realize it, that when you go abroad, if I decide to come to Mexico and work six um, for the next five years, mm-hmm. and I make and I do so well, I make a quarter million dollars a year, they're going to tax me on my foreign earnings. It's the only country in the world that will do this. That they own you. I even Eritrea, though, I think Eritrea does it, too. They, they own you like a, a cattle that has escaped from its pen. Right. They still want the milk even when I'm not there in the country. Yeah. It's sick. Let's continue with your calls and thoughts here. Going to Joe, listening in Indianapolis to WIBC-FM. By the way, toll-free number 855-450-FREE. Go ahead, Joe. Well, I'm calling. I'm a Marine. I'm 80 years of age, and I served 32 months across the water in seven different countries in Uh forced reconnaissance. And I'll tell you what you're talking about is in the guns part and all that. You know, I tell you, in my time and and today, we are out of gas. First of all, you don't call the enemy up and tell him what you're going to do. You sneak up on him and do what you have to do. I got sentenced in the Philippines, in Cavite City, by the Filipino government, me and two other Marines. I got 42 years to be in their prison. I'll never tell what I did. Never tell what I did. I got 42. The other one guy got 52, and the other got life. Okay. And they put us in the truck, took us there. Next thing you know, they pulled the tarp off the truck. They're set the airplane, and we were gone. You know what? If you don't like this country or love it, leave it. This is the greatest country God ever put on earth. And by the way, we're all <laughs> children of God. Well. Okay, so um, I guess I have lots of questions as far as this goes. Look, I'll answer um, anything you ask me, and I get I get interviewed quite a bit. Go ahead. Sure. All right. Um, you know, I, I would. When it comes to love this country, there are lots of people that define loving the country in lots of different ways. So, for instance, George Washington parlayed with the Quakers back during the Revolutionary War, um, and the, the Quakers refused to give monetary help to the Continental Army. Did the Quakers hate the country? Well, I can't answer that question because you're talking out of my league. I can only answer the question from the fact where I was at and what I did. Did the Quakers love me? You know, I'm a Catholic. You know, we're just in all kind of heck now as a Catholic. I can answer that question. Hold on. I've got, a, I've got you, another ver- version that maybe you can answer that's not as specific. Can one love the country without loving the government 
of the country. Oh, oh yes, yes. What can love? one love the hold on, Can one love the country without loving the military of the country? No, they gotta love the military partner. That's well, strange. I mean, but the military is used by the politicians to achieve their ends, right? I mean, what military occupation has done anything for a U.S. civilian in the last seventy years? Say that again. What military operation? Any military operation in the last seven decades has done anything for any U.S. civilian, or the U.S. civilians as a whole, I guess. Well, I don't understand. Well, well, first of am all, am I freer because of Vietnam? Huh? Am I freer because of Vietnam? Am I freer? Well, no, because... Let me tell you. Let me tell, let me tell, let me tell you something. Not tell something. I, I shouldn't use that word. Let me let me say something. I was in Korea. Okay. Okay. All right. And guess what? Uh, that was that was a that was not a war. Today it's a war, right? Well, it was, no, it was, it was a conflict. No, 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 no. Right. It was a conflict. Right now it's, it's a war. Technically, a war between uh, Korea, the Koreas. Right. Well, for the them, United, it's a war. The United States, in its duplicity, has hey, not declared hey. war since 1942. When He's I correct. joined the Marine, when I joined the Marine Corps, I did it because I joined. Right. And at the same time that I joined, I joined because of my country. I fought for my country. And I'm very proud of that. And I and this country is the best place that you'll ever live. Yes, you're repeating the, and, uh, and, and so the talking guy, points. Let me, let, let me say this. Man, I've and had... The, and the, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Go ahead. And the man, ahead. That you, the man that you just talked to, when he said uh, where you guys are at, he was talking, when you do something, you know, across that water... It ain't all like it is, you know. There's a hell of a lot of things that goes terrible on, you know, across the water. War goes and, sideways, yeah. I mean, we should know yeah, that yeah, from the course right. of so human history. So, what's the point? I mean, you didn't, you still didn't answer the question. Well, I, you didn't I, answer I, the question I, about what it is, what war, what conflict has the U.S. military gotten involved in in the last several decades that has actually benefited the people in the United States? Well, you know what. I don't. I can't answer the question because uh, I was. That's because the answer is none of them. The answer is none of them. I'm, I'm sorry, but the military that. really the is just, just the hit squad for a bunch of liars and thieves in Washington D.C. Yeah. I, I wish it wasn't that way. And he was a I, Marine, didn't he? Study Smedley Butler, who actually made that statement many you know decades ago about yeah. the military. Yes. Don't they like swear an oath to Smedley Butler? Well, or they something say goodnight like to him. More coming up here in moments. Hour number three on the way. You can join us, 855-450, free like freedom. The biggest names in the liberty movement will be at the largest gathering of free thinkers, voluntarists, libertarians, and ANCAPs in Acapulco, Mexico, from February 14th to 19th, 2019, at Anarchapulco. You'll love the lineup of speakers discussing entrepreneurship, investments, politics, philosophy, health, sustainability, lifestyles, and personal relationships for four days among the sun and beaches of a world-class resort. Go to anarchapulco.com and use code FTS to register and receive 15% off. Anarchapolco.com, code FTL. Free Talk Live. Hey, it is Free Talk Live. As we launch into the third hour of the program, you can take control of the airwaves here. You can bring up whatever you want. Uh, our number is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. As we are broadcasting live from Acapulco, Mexico, with you here tonight, it's Ian. 
And Mark. And, of course, you can join us also on our Discord server over at discord.lrn.fm. We've got four on-air call-in-line rooms there. that You can select one of them, join the room, and then we'll notice you in there, and we will join you, and you'll be able to be on the air with us and sound like almost like you're sitting here in the studio uh, with us in our beautiful outdoor studio in Acapulco, where we'll be broadcasting from for the next several days and taking your calls, as always. If you're just tuning in, we just got off the phones. We, we'll get back to this green thing when we get a chance to get some of uh, these ridiculous proposals coming from some of the people in uh, D.C. But we just got off the phone with a, uh, an older guy, older gentleman. Uh, said, I think he said he was 80 years old. Was in, um, he was in the Marines. He was deployed out into Korea. At some point, he got arrested in the Philippines and sentenced to 40 years in prison, managed to escape. Or something some awful. Of, yeah, in some sort of heroic, well, who knows what it was, uh, but uh, escape in uh, some sort of manner from his captors and, and get out. And uh, he. Well, I don't know that. I'm not saying that he did something awful. I'm just saying the situation must have been awful. Well, yeah. Um, anytime you're going and invading somebody else's country, it's probably a, a pretty awful situation. So the Philippines was a protector of the United States for quite a long time, and uh, you know the, lots of the atrocities that occurred there. But go ahead. Yeah, I don't know a whole lot about the Philippines. All I know is it's an absolute hellhole, as far as I'm concerned, uh, right now. And uh, with 100 million people and ridiculous uh, drug laws and ridiculous uh, man, uh, Rodrigo Duterte, who's running the place. But that's a whole other story. The reason I'm recapping here is because uh, the guy who called in, of course, trotted out this mythology that you got to love the military. And I, I specifically asked him, I said, can you, because he you know, said, if you don't like it, leave. You know, that old line that, you know, was so common. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I said, well, if, is it possible to love the country, but not like the government, but not, you know, have any interest in, in the government. He said, yes, Absolutely. it's possible. However, so then I then said, is it possible for you to love the country, but dislike the military? And he said, nope, you got to love the military. And what is the military except the government? That's exactly what I it mean, is. You know, where do you think they get their funding? It's a who government think, program. Who, who do you think orders them around? It is, a, it is one of the most deadly government programs. I mean, I'm against all government coercion. I'm against all monopoly governments, not just the United States one, but all of them around the world. So I'm consistent on that point. And I'm against all the militaries from all around the world as well. Because It's not because I'm against self-defense. I'm in favor of self-defense. It's not because I'm against people coming together to defend each other. I'm in favor of that. You want to defend your neighbors? That's great. But America will be overrun in an instant by, insert whomever. False. Um, if We'd all be speaking uh, Japanese, Japanese, German. Chinese, German, you pick, um, if it wasn't for the U.S. military. I mean, you know, the, if, if you believe, and he, this man did, that God created this country, um, if you believe God created this country, God created this country in a really enviable location. Mm -hmm. And geographically, we've got friends in the north and friends in the south. And, uh, you know, the, as far as the military goes, yeah, to hold U.S. influence, whatever that term means, yeah, you need to project power across the globe. But what is U.S. influence and how does it benefit you and me as citizens and or, you know, individuals, people in this country? He couldn't answer that question when, when you put it to him about what was the— uh, I thought about this a lot. I really try to came up, come up with just the answers. name one conflict was what you asked him to do in the last seven decades that has actually benefited anybody here in the United States. And asked on more than one occasion, he couldn't 
couldn't answer the question. He admitted he couldn't answer the question, but yet still held firm to his belief that the U.S. military— And I don't think he's a bad guy. I think he holds some very common beliefs that we all sure. need to examine. Both of my grandfathers were in the military, and they weren't bad guys. My father was um, you know, in the military during Korea, uh, you know, no doubt. I mean, could very, he, would have, he would have been about the age of my father, and I'm sure that I could have had a conversation very similar with him. Look, I was a very patriotic sort at one point, and it was my time on the radio looking at news day in and day out from the standpoint of who causes this, who does this, that has changed my opinion on the subject to believe now that not only that, that patriotism is a negative emotion, that just like anger and fear and these sorts of things – Patriotism is a negative emotion. Look, I understand we're inculcated with the notion that it's a good thing, and I came from the same standpoint. I now believe otherwise. Let's go to Drew. What are the good results? Here's your question. Yeah. What are the good results from patriotism? 855-450-3733. That's what a are good the positive question. results of patriotism? 855-450-FREE. Free Talk Live. All right, let's go to Drew in Tennessee, listening to WGOW, uh, either on the FM or AM band. I think we're on both tonight. Uh, they're in Chattanooga. Hello, Drew. Hey there. So, so this is not a fully fleshed out idea. It just occurred to me as I was listening to you converse with the last caller, so push back on this, but... Um, so as I was hearing you talk, I was thinking about somebody who's loyal to, say, their ancestors and the people who came before them for perhaps blind reasons. Maybe it was, maybe it was uh, uh, they were encouraged to, to honor their ancestors or think fondly of the people who came before them for tradition's sake. And, and I was thinking of the analogy with the military, thinking of, so if, if we are all sort of, if the framework for our lives has been laid out before us by our, our parents and their parents, the people who came over to this country and established roots here, uh, or wherever you live. If, if, if our lives are sort of, uh, we, we've been, we've had a niche carved out for us by the people who came before us, then the gratefulness to those people uh, wouldn't be uh, directly for, well, for any one aspect of our lives yeah. specifically, but rather for the fact that we are able to live here now doing everything that we do. And so in the same way, the having a, uh, the rule of law that we have uh, domestically, you know, we can live in the safety and security that, that, we, that we have with the, knowing that the police are there to enforce the laws. Uh, well, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me stop you there. I noticed that you didn't say the freedom that we have because America is getting less free over time. It was the freest country on the planet at one point, and I will agree with your point up to that, right? Like this, at one point, America was the freest country on earth. And yes, I can see why people respect their um, ancestors and the people who built this and all that stuff. However, it has become less free over time and continues to slide down the world freedom charts. Also, and this is important, if you look at the, just go on the internet and type in right now, for those who are sitting in front of their computers, type in, um, you know, rule of law list, uh, you know, of countries. And you will find the United States isn't even in the top 10 at this point as far as rule of law. It continues to slip down the world. What does that mean it's not in the top 10 of rule of law? What does well, that mean? Whatever the, whatever the terminology is that they use, the people who put these charts together, and I can only presume that it's better than the three of us, you, me, and the caller, mm-hmm. um, that they know more than we do on these charts that the you know the United States is sliding down. But, well, but, but what are they ranking? I'm, I'm not clear on what that means. Their probably, number... probably the application of law to everybody in the country. Like, 
let's let's take a look for this. When Charlie Rangel and look, I'm not trying to pick on Democrats. He just comes to mind. When Charlie Rangel was found to be dodging taxes mm-hmm. from the United States government, he was censured by the House of Representatives, which is to say nothing happened to him. Right. So when he's found no dodging tax, taxes, he doesn't go to Princeton. When you and I do. Um, we, you know, we do Wesley Snipes and what, whoever else. Yeah. Right, but Wesley Snipes, on the other hand, did go to prison. Yeah. There you have two black guys who <laughs> dodge taxes. One goes to prison, one doesn't, didn't. And the operative difference is one works for the government, one doesn't. I mean, it's hard but to believe. Another that thing I have never seen when it comes to rule of law: I have never seen a cop pull over another cop and give them a ticket for rolling through a stop sign. But they do this as a fundraising measure all the time on us. And you know, there's there's no rule of law in this country. Yeah. It's a rule of men, is what it is. No, yeah, no, I mean, no argument for me there. I guess this, this what I'm espousing, could be viewed more as a, as a, as an argument for uh, in favor of, of a military presence in general, rather than specifically for the way that our country is operating in the moment. Uh, so, uh, to that point, just uh, like if, if if all of a sudden none of our laws uh, had the force of, of uh, violence, had any force right. behind them, I just right. kind of imagine that our lifestyles might become possible. I, I would, I would, I, I can see the point. Violence is necessary to protect property, and property is the basis of law. I'm but, with you. But we don't need a military to protect. If, even if you cut the military by ninety percent, we'd be fine. There's more coming up here in moments. This is Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live. You dial toll-free to bring up whatever you want. Our number is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. We've also got the Discord on-air call-in-line rooms, which you can join over at discord.lrn.fm. I want to say thanks to Freedom Rider, who is a Free Talk Live silver amplifier at amp.freetalklive.com. Uh, he is somebody who supports the show through the AMP program. AMP stands for Advertise Market and promote ampamp.freetalklive.com is where you can go there to sign up for the AMP program at ampamp.freetalklive.com. We continue here with your calls and thoughts. Uh, Let's go to Ed listening in Indianapolis, or rather Franklin, Indiana, to WIBC-FM. Go ahead, Ed. Yes, I just wanted to say... That uh, being in the Air Force for 20 years, I have had the experience of being in different countries. Mm-hmm. And what I'm going about to say is, I know we have problems here in the United States. We're trying to do the best we can to try to resolve those issues, okay? But personally, okay, I have to tell you, sir, that the United States of America is the greatest country in the world. And I say that from personal experience in Honduras, when they have patrols pulling the streets. You don't see no army patrols pulling, uh, um, patrolling the streets out here. Okay? You, you, um, I, mean, I see the police in army-looking vehicles in the streets in the United States. They've got armored personnel carriers in my little town of Keene, New Hampshire. They've got at least one. Well, that's one, but constantly, sir, okay? That's what I'm trying to get to, because uh, they stop you at every checkpoint. 
okay, because I was, like I said, in the military, I was riding what, what they call a white elephant. But Look, but I'm with you, man. Checkpoints are terrible. Haven't you been stopped at a checkpoint in the United States, too? I sure have. No, I have never been stopped for a checkpoint. Well, if you were stopped for a, for a checkpoint in the United States, and if it happened to you more than once, would that convince you you were in a police state? Well, see, now you're talking hypothetical. No, I'm so, not. No, it, checkpoints are not it, hypothetical in the United States, sir. Okay, I mean, maybe, maybe your 20 years in the Air Force kept you out of here, but they do checkpoints for DUIs. Yeah, they do but checkpoints. I've been retired back since 1992, and I lived in Listen, awesome. I've been stopped in the last decade. I can tell you I've been stopped at uh, five, call Maybe it six like or seven you. checkpoints. <laughs> no, no. It doesn't have to do with them targeting I'm just, Mark. Just, uh, sir, it, I'm just teasing. Okay. Okay, you can okay. turn around. And, you, you know, I respect your opinion, okay? I'm not going to debate your opinion. It's not an opinion as to what, whether or not there are checkpoints in the went, United States. Okay. I'm not going to debate that, but for me, I'm just saying for me, I'm not saying for you or anybody else. Number one, like I said, I've been back, uh, retired military in 92. Yes. Okay? You've said and that. And I have driven all over the United States. Okay? Now have I, you done it recently? Well, I've, I've been, yeah. Shoot, like I, within the last 15, 20 years? Have you done it within the last 15 years? Yeah. I've been, okay, I've, well, you must have missed the fact that there's permanent checkpoint installations set up, as well as roving checkpoint I installations up, that are set I, up, I up within 100 miles. Do, sir. Well, well, they're on I-10. Here's what I'd like to tell you to do, Ed. Uh, get on the Internet and go ahead and look up Border Patrol internal checkpoints. Look them up. There's plenty of videos of people, including Mark Edge. The co-host here, uh, my, sitting across from me, there's yeah. a video of you being harassed uh, at one of these checkpoints, being questioned by some officious bureaucrat at one of these checkpoints. Now, whether they're doing it for DUI, which they do, I've been stopped at those uh, up here in New Hampshire, or whether they're doing it for immigration, which they do, which I've also been stopped at in New Hampshire, so it's not just a southern border thing. It's anywhere within 100 miles of uh, the international borders. They can set up these checkpoints, and they demand information from people. And that is not something that I consider to be a particularly freedom-friendly thing, immigration Ed. Or I, have you just been talking the whole time? Because I, I put them on hold. Go ahead. So, Ed, Ed I've got a, I, I'd rather ask a question. Do okay. you think this country that is sliding down the charts of the world freedom charts, economic All of them. and liberal no. um, and social, um, that is becoming – the rule of law is becoming less – powerful in the United States than it was previously. Do you think that these these facts, these aren't opinions, um, these are these are people who are paid to do this, making charts, do you think that these things um, are, uh, that in any way that you're helping the country become more free and have better rule of law uh, and become a better place to live by extolling the virtues of how the politicians have run our lives up to this point? I, I agree with you, but I must say one thing if I can, please. Then it's not the greatest country if the if if nobody That's rates it that opinion, way, sir. Because I've been in other it's, countries. I've been to thirty countries. I've been to forty nine states. You can't tell right. me you can't use this. I've been there thing. But I have. I have. So have I. Well, okay then. So we have a difference of opinion. 
No, like this has to do with the thing. statistics and the facts that the, was it the Cato Institute, the Heritage Foundation. There are multiple different organizations that come out every year with rankings of freedom comparing the different countries in the world, the hunt, as many as they can compare. They can't get good information from North Korea, for instance, so it's always at the bottom I, of the list. I did just but, say the United States was anyway. the best country in the world for owning guns. I just said yeah. that. But on these charts, it has been going down year after year. The United States is no longer in the top 10, and it's going to drop out of the top 20 at some point if it keeps going in this direction. It was what, number 17, I, I think, on the Cato list? So these but people, look, nobody, they pour over no statistics. or troops coming into my house. You know, well, you just around. lucked out. You I lucked out. You got to. somebody in the background shouting, yeah? Well, can. you're lucky then, fact, Ed. You're lucky because there's thousands of people in this country, thousands of them, tens of thousands of them every year that have the police raid their homes. Now, it, won't matter. it doesn't matter whether those police are wearing fatigues and calling themselves the military or whether those police are wearing all dark blue and calling themselves the police. You're still getting your home raided by men with guns who are shouting and shooting, in a lot of cases, and killing the innocent people inside. It is not hard to find these stories. Just because it hasn't happened to you, Ed, doesn't mean it can't happen to you tonight. And it happens all the time. And again, you can go and look it up if you want to. I think the last statistic that we talked about within the last few weeks was about 50,000 of these raids. It used to be 40,000 in the last decade. I think it's up to 50,000 per year of these raids, many of whom the wrong house, the wrong part of the property. They got the wrong guy. They killed innocent people. Innocent, you know, cops get shot, too, in these raids unnecessarily. And what's most of it about? Drugs. This so-called war on drugs. America used to be the greatest country in the world, all right? I'll agree with you on that. But it doesn't get greater by stroking it. It doesn't get greater by saying, I served in its military. It doesn't get greater by sitting around and saying, oh, this is, oh, this is fine and that's fine. America's going in the wrong direction, and it's because everybody says it's okay. They're patting it on the head and saying, well, it's fine, politicians. It's still the greatest country in the world in face of the facts. And I'm sorry, I want America to be the greatest country in the world. I really do. But that's going to take something different than what we've been doing up to this point. The, the generation prior to mine has been saying, we're the greatest generation in the world, and we did it just right. Well, no, they didn't. They instituted a lot of socialist programs. They're stealing money from future generations. This country is $22 trillion in debt, and it did it all while people did fireworks and waved flags. 855-450 free. Thanks, Ed. Do you operate a retail business and are looking for a solution for point-of-sale cryptocurrency acceptance? It's never been easier thanks to AnyPay.Global. There's no paperwork or approval process to open an account. If you already have a tablet at your cash register, you're almost done. Just sign up at AnyPay.Global, drop your personal crypto wallet addresses in our setup page, and then load our app. That's it. You're accepting cryptocurrency like Bitcoin and Dash at your store. Get started now at AnyPay.Global. That's AnyPay.Global. It's Free Talk Live, the live Saturday edition of the program here, broadcasting from Acapulco, Mexico, with you tonight. It's Ian. And Mark. And as we continue here, ended up getting on to the subject of uh, patriotism. And Mark, you'd asked an interesting question earlier. Um, I didn't write it down. It was like, what was the value of patriotism? Yeah, what are the or positive effects 
of patriotism because we're told our whole lives. I mean, we're, we're manipulated mm-hmm. uh, greatly by our patriotism. And I'm not going to say I don't have patriotism. I do. I think, um, you know, I sort don't. Of in my heart, I have patriotism for America. There's no doubt. I have love for freedom, but not love for the government. I'm with you. Um, well, I don't think that patriot. Okay. It is all about the government. Emotion and logic aren't the same thing, right. Ian. And logically, I can understand that the government takes my love for this ethereal thing called a country mm-hmm. and uses it to be able to hide behind to do all their nefarious stuff. Right. I know that. It's just that I can, you know, and I can look at the results of this over time. I can see that America is a very patriotic place, and I can see that it was once a very free place. The conclusion that I have come to is is that politicians hide behind flags, that they the reason that they support patriotism is because they understand that the more you're looking at the flag, the more you're pledging allegiance to it, the less you're paying attention to to what they do, they do. Right. The guy who was on the phone hadn't didn't even know there were checkpoints in the United States had no I was like, oh, yeah, they're not raiding my house. Well, they could be. There's no reason why they couldn't. Well, I think that, even if you're innocent, well, I think that you know that at some point or another you have to have a system for getting in people's houses and looking for evidence. And so I don't have a particular problem with uh, search warrants and that sort of thing. However, the problem is the war on drugs and how it's yeah. been per- um, perpetuated and the difficulties that have come with the erosion of our constitutional protections, the Fourth and Fifth Amendments, uh, to be specific. And you know that's just that, that's what's going to happen. Police organizations don't like limits. They've never liked limits. And the founding fathers saw fit to limit policing organizations. And the results have been an erosion of those limits. Let's go to the phones to your calls and thoughts. Toll free number tonight. If you want to join us, 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. However, uh, I do need to remind you about Liberty Stickers first. Yeah, Liberty Stickers. If you want to reach out to people with the ideas of liberty, you can do it from the back of your car with LibertyStickers.com. You can reach thousands of people with a bumper sticker. And you know people love to read them. Check out the vast selection of witty. Especially while you're stopped at a checkpoint. <laughs> right. <laughs> at this checkpoint, people could read your, read, your, <laughs> read your liberty stickers. The witty, poignant, pithy, and downright bombastic. Liberty-oriented messages at libertystickers.com. Let's go to Mike, listening in Georgia. Mike, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, Ian. Hey, Mark. How y'all doing? Hey, Mike. Thanks All's for well. being here. Go ahead with your thoughts. I enjoy your program. I only agree with y'all about 50 of the time. That's I, all right. I, said I enjoy it. Y'all, y'all really stir things up. I appreciate that. Um, Go ahead. You made a comment about the greatest generation. I agreed with that. They weren't the greatest generation. They put all these socialist programs in place. They were the ones that actually lost Vietnam for us. And, you know, Richard Nixon was a part of the greatest generation. You know, yeah, I think that's worth pointing out is that Vietnam, I, I love to point this out, is, is that these soldiers, um, they gave uh, their lives, their blood, their sweat, their tears um, and it, to, to win this war, and they did. And then the politicians pulled them out and gave everything up. And yeah. this is the problem when you give everything to politicians, like your life, or, your blood, your or, sweat, your tears. That's what they do with it. They don't care or, about it. Or you fight a, wa- a war to a draw, like like Korea, like Afghanistan, like Syria, mm-hmm. um, or Iraq, number one. I mean, bang. You know, I, I hope we pull out. Uh, Iraq, all number all one, they won the heck out of Iraq, number one. They just stopped. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. It wasn't, it wasn't total victory. It's like, 
I don't know. Anyway, guys, I'm going to let you go. Y'all hey, thanks for the call, Mike. But, you know, just to go back to the other uh, point earlier about what do you get out of it, you get dead Americans. That's what you get out of it. You get people who otherwise would have been productive members of society. All those soldiers who died in Vietnam, all the soldiers who died in, you fill in the blank, Iraq or wherever, these are people who could never have ad- ad- you know, added to the society. They couldn't have brought whatever talents and skills uh, to bear in the marketplace to actually create useful products and services for people and actually do it on a voluntary basis, which is what they would have been doing if they hadn't been over there dying in the dirt or in the mud or wherever it is they ended up perishing. So it's a total loss. It's a complete loss. There's no benefit to it whatsoever. The only people who benefit from it are the politicians and the military brass who you know get big paychecks from it. Oh, yeah, and the military industrial complex who gets loads and loads of money from the taxpayers or straight out of the uh, the printing presses. Yeah, don't forget you have to pay for the uh, the mental health treatment of those soldiers and that, what is it, 10 you times? You mean the ones that don't die? Yeah, yeah. 10 times as many uh, veterans uh, commit suicide as they do uh, die in, uh, you know, Oh, war. don't worry, Mark. They figured out a way around that. So all they have to do is say that you had the mental health issue before you were in the military, and then, therefore, they don't have to cover Bingo, it. bango, they don't take care of their vets. And yeah. this is another thing that the government does all the time. It's amazing. Vets seem to be the most patriotic people out there. They're the ones Not that get treated... The worst. Not yeah. all of them. Yeah. I'm just saying seems to be. You're right. And it's been over decades. It's not like they just started getting treated bad. It's been scandal after scandal after scandal. Right. The, you know, hospitals are in decrepit condition and, you know, you, you can't get the treatment. Take and- a look at the bonus war when the actual U.S. military turned on its veterans who were asking for benefits <laughs> from World War I. Yeah. I mean, this this just goes By turned on, on you mean shoot. And on. Well, Shoot at. yeah, there were people. People were killed. I'm not entirely sure. Their bayonet charges were were uh, put in place, yeah. but they were, you know, they there were weren't of, a lot of deaths at the up the uh, bonus. No, they didn't want to kill these yeah. vets. They wanted they to get them off the lawn um, and and stop stop protesting. Let's continue with your calls and thoughts. We have Alexander on the line, listening in Myrtle Beach to WRNN. Hello, Alexander. Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, what's uh, on your I mind really tonight? Love your show. Welcome. Yeah, thanks, man. Uh, I just uh, I just wanted to say, like, uh, I've lived in, in two different places that have really, uh, like, uh, opposing views about patriotism, you know. Hmm. I was born and raised in Baltimore City in, in Maryland, where, you know, there's, there's, there's quite a difference between there and where I am now in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And I got to see kind of, like, the both, uh, the reasons why, you know, I got to see kind of both sides. And, and you know where I am now. I see you know the, the patriotism. A lot of the, a lot of your your listeners are, are arguing about. I feel like is they're they're patriotic about the people of America, not the government. And 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 they think that right. you know it's the, it's the folks that they know that serve in the military. It's the folks that they know that are these police. And and in these communities where I'm at now, I mean the police are awesome. You know I don't get stopped. For no reason, I don't. I don't. You know, I really. I, you know, police where I, where I live now, you know, it's 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 a beautiful thing. Like I'm, very, I'm, I'm, I'm. You know, when I see the police, it's not this feeling in my chest, and it's like I, Are I you feel black? like a lot of my name. I'm 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 actually uh, <laughs> I'm 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 other. <laughs> you're other. You're not you're yeah. not a white guy. Do I'm you think they would guy. identify you as okay. other, or are you just they other by your own They would identify me as black. I identify myself as other. My mother's white. Okay, so they would identify you as black, is that what you're saying? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, absolutely. so let me address this. I think it is awesome when I get to feel served by police, and I do often. Now, I do not get identified as black. Um, I don't I, I don't t- choose other. I choose to say um, I have no race. I just, you know, like, that's it. 
right. race hasn't done me any good. I, I just choose not to use that terminology. I don't have it. However, I, I'm, I live in a world where I understand that people can see race and they may very well choose to identify me by, you know, the predominant uh, you know, genetics I have, which are, you know, European. Fine. I gotcha. No problem. And when I get stopped by police officers, yep. That's I, I, I usually just get warnings. Um, they treat me very well. I like that. And I know the feeling you're talking about. And I really appreciate it when a cop does but, their job and does it well. But, but what I want to say is, my on the other side, I grew up in Baltimore City. And, and, and a lot of the, most of the police I, I dealt with were actually black officers. And I've never been treated like a human being in mm. those situations. You know, and, and, not, and not just and, and white officers, too. You know, the race didn't really matter. It was the attitude of the government and of the of the police. And right, of because the, it's of, not you know, about right. I think you're touching on something. If you want to stand by, you can. If you have more to say, uh, Alexander, you're touching on something important here. It's not about race. It's about authoritarianism. It's about statism. It's about the idea that they're in control. And you'll do what they say or else. The toll-free number here is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. This is Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. We're here in Acapulco for day number three of what will be a bunch of days. Right up before we start over at Anarchapulco next week. Uh, on Thursday, you can go to anarchapulco.com to learn more about that event. Use code FTL to get 10% off your tickets there. Oh, there's something else I wanted to tell you about, and that is the new Free Talk Live clips, video clips. Uh, people have now, you now have the ability to share some of the great moments from Free Talk Live that uh, have been selected by our video editor, Eric Freerock, who has come out of retirement, and he is back at it, creating uh, great Free Talk Live clips and then putting them on YouTube. You can go and uh, subscribe to the channel over at clips.freetalklive.com. That will take you right to the channel. Um, also, if you follow us on Twitter or our Mastodon or Telegram, so you can go to any one of either Twitter or toot or telegram.freetalklive.com to get to those social media. We'll also be putting notices up there when the clips go live on YouTube. So hopefully you will get the notice, whether you're subscribed or not, uh, to the YouTube channel. You'll get the heads up on the different topics that are coming up on uh, clips. Uh, you know what? We ought to, you know what we ought to do, Mark? We ought to mention on the air what the clips actually are like for the last day or something like that. If we th if we think about doing it now, I just thought about it right now. But you know, like what are the ones that uh, you know that that went up today? Because he's been putting up like two or three uh, per day. He's been super busy at it. Certainly not what I was expecting as far as I figured it'd be like maybe one. Uh, but he's one doing day tops. Yeah. He's doing a lot of work on these things. And you know, the fact is the the channel had been kind of disused for a number of years, and so I don't know how many of the subscribers are, are still subscribed or paying attention. So we're basically building it from scratch, and we want to help him uh, do this. We're helping Eric actually build his channel. It's not our channel. It's his. It's called Liberty Bits. But go check it out over at clips.freetalklive.com and hit that subscribe button, and you'll get some cool clips of the show, and then you can share those out to folks, and it's a great way to share Free Talk Live with your friends and family. Maybe get us uh, more people hearing the ideas of freedom. From four hours ago, Hawaii wants to ban cigarettes by 2024. It's crazy stuff. Uh, yeah, for everybody. Uh, if you're under the age of 100 in Hawaii, if this goes through, you will be prohibited from possessing or selling cigarettes. 
11 hours ago, smart meters catching fire. Yep, check it out over at clips.freetalklive.com. We go back to Alexander listening in Myrtle Beach. Alexander, you said you've had a variety of experiences with the police uh, going from being targeted by uh, the police in Baltimore right. for some very negative experiences to now yeah, where you yeah. are in Myrtle Beach and having much more pleasant encounters. Yeah, I mean, uh, thanks for letting me finish my call, man. Um, sure. Yeah, I just, uh, you know, yeah, like here, you know, my, my the police are my neighbors, you know, the, I mean, quite literally, you know, we have, you know, we watched the Super Bowl together. I've never had any experience like that. You know, I'm 37 years old, you know, and, and my entire life, I moved here four years ago, and my entire life, you know, the, you know, police have, have, you know, are this, you know, my experience with that was there were this, uh, you know, like pirate organization that like you know mm-hmm. you just you ran from but but before i before you guys you know i'm done i just wanted to um make this one statement i wanted your listeners to look up something it's different than patriotism but it's something i think that uh you know uh america could use uh you know a little of, and it's called voluntarism have you ever heard mm-hmm. of this yes i have yeah. oh yeah we're voluntarists yeah, yeah exactly yeah and, you know what this is like a new term a new ism that I've just learned about looking on the internet, and you know, it, you know, I, I mean, for people that don't know, it's it's basically you know you. the the idea that you know all interactions between human beings should be voluntary. You know, <laughs> isn't and, that beautiful? And, wouldn't that <laughs> be? Yeah, I, I think that would it's be so. It's so simple. Uh, it's it's also referred to as voluntarism or voluntarism. It t- depends who you ask. But yeah. uh, this is what I how I define myself as well, and I think it's a wonderful thing. And we need to talk to more people about it, and including folks like the police, because I I've had yeah. a similar experience to you, Alexander. I learned the ideas from of liberty from law enforcement. Yes, yeah, which is strange, but I guess it's possible. Um, anything's possible. But I've had a similar experience. At least, th- thankfully, I didn't have a bunch of real life encounters with the police down in Florida. But I didn't like the the cops down in Florida at all. They were scary. They were intimidating. And when I moved up to Keene, New Hampshire, and was able to, I did a lot of cop block activity up there in, in New Hampshire and right. uh, was able to connect with the police as human beings. And it, I didn't, I stopped seeing them as these mindless automatons working for the right. state. Um, right. So my relationship toward them and my attitude toward them has changed. That doesn't mean that I am still not a critic of theirs because they still right. need to be criticized. You know, even though you may have had some good experiences there in Myrtle Beach, I guarantee you uh, there are people in that police department who are corrupt and who Absolutely. are rude Absolutely. and who are you just if happen you to get lucky. Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, talk to some people who are of the uh, the poorer, you know, persuasion and see what their well, encounters you know, have been you know, like. This is the difference. Uh, you know, where I'm from, there's a very heavy war on drugs in Baltimore City. Yes. And yep. see, where I live now is in the city of Myrtle Beach. And there is a drug problem here, you know, especially the, the old folks and my neighbors. They swear that it's, it's terrible. But, you know, compared to where I'm from... Yeah. There's not a very huge war on 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 drugs here. So the, by so comparison, the there will police. be a difference, and that and yeah, that is it, you know, it, yeah. and it is important I, to understand those those differences. And I, I appreciate your call, Alexander. And thanks for sharing volunteerism with our audience. We love the excuse to, to yeah. talk about that. So thanks for the call yeah. tonight, man. Um, and just remember, um, the, the police still need to be held accountable even in smaller towns. And it's a little easier to hold them to account, although they can also turn the tables on you and target you. And, you know, small-town cops aren't necessarily less corrupt than their big-town brethren. 
Um, so you just got to keep that in mind. I mean, I just published a story last month at freekeen.com about the cops raiding a man's house who was having a mental break. They didn't need to do what they did. They came in with at least five armed officers with at least one uh, assault rifle, maybe more than one. It's hard to tell from the video. Um, And at least two full body shields barking dogs outside. They came in with 11 cruisers outside this guy's house. And all he was doing was having a mental break inside his own home by himself. So it was a welfare check that ended up turning into his parents saying they wanted to, uh, you know, do one of these involuntary commitments against him. And after the fact, and I, because I, I was the only person in the media to cover his story, he reached out to everybody in the media and tried to get attention. For he had video of this, you know, he had video of these cops coming in and pointing laser sights at him in his own home. This is in a small town of twenty five thousand, twenty three thousand people. This unnecessary police response was completely uncalled for yeah the um I'm, I'm sorry to say modern society is not ready for uh dealing with mental health issues they just don't have a, we just don't have a good system for it maybe they've got it in europe i don't know maybe iceland's nailed it down i couldn't say i haven't looked into this thoroughly enough but the you know sending police officers armed police officers who are it's not compassion yeah yeah who are you know scared for their lives all the time yeah um he wasn't armed there was no evidence he was armed. He hadn't threatened anybody. Hadn't even threatened himself. I've got to say, I have no interest in going in and seeing a crazy person without carrying a weapon. There's a difference between carrying a weapon and having an assault rifle pointed at somebody who has not threatened anyone in any way, shape, or form and coming in with a full-on SWAT raid on somebody's home. When I spoke to him after the fact, he told me if they just sent a couple officers with, you know— normal uniformed officers to his door, he would likely have done whatever it is that they told him to do. Mm. But they didn't even try that approach. It was like, whoop, 11 cruisers rolling up. We're going to set up outside. We're going to point a bunch of guns at the house. We're going to make a scene for the entire neighborhood to see. I mean, it was absolutely ridiculous. So if you want to check out that story, just go back to December, uh, search uh, or just search freekeen.com and look for, uh, let's see, uh, SWAT. Just search for SWAT or something like that. Just ridiculous. Let's continue here. We got uh, Greg on the line in Indianapolis listening to WIBC-FM. Hello, Greg. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you, sir. Go ahead. All right. So uh, about checkpoints you had spoken earlier. See, for yeah. me, I've I, I lived in Southern California where I was very near a checkpoint for the U.S.-Mexico border. Um, but to me, a checkpoint for drug drivers or a checkpoint for um, – anywhere near the border, it should be a standardized thing, and it shouldn't be something that should upset you so much. To me, oh, driving So you're totally not- fine just being stopped on the roads and questioned by the police? Do you think it's compatible with the ideas of freedom, whether you like it or for not? The, for, yes, for those reasons, yes. For those two reasons, yes. I, I think you, there are a lot of corrupt police officers. I think that, that there's way too bit, much big government. But for those reasons, yes. Per, per, uh, partially because driving is not a right you have. It's a privilege. And How do you think it got to be that way? 
I mean, like you, you're saying that like it's a fact. And to me, that's just something yeah. the government says. They make me pay for their stinking roads, and then they tell me driving a vehicle that I bought on that road is a privilege. That you paid for. Yeah, how'd that happen? I wish we had more time to talk to you, Greg. Feel free to call back in tomorrow. I'd love to continue the conversation, but we're out of time for tonight. But we will be back tomorrow night, uh, t- 7 o'clock at night Eastern Time. Driving on the roads that we forced you to pay for is a privilege. Now show us your papers. Show us your papers. <laughs> that's freedom, baby. We'll see you tomorrow night online. In the meantime, you can join us at freetalklive.com. Enjoy your weekend. Looking for a great real estate investment? Consider New Hampshire, which is ground zero for the Liberty Movement. Your first call should be to Mark Warden from Porcupine Real Estate. He's more than just a real estate agent. He's your New Hampshire concierge. Where are the best places to live? Do you want farms, city, the burbs, or forest? Do you want a duplex or multifamily building so that renters pay your mortgage? There are homes in all price ranges in New Hampshire, and Mark can help with financing, too. Invest in Liberty and property. Mark Warden can help. Porcupine Real Estate.